Let's do it. Yo, yo. Happy Valentine's Day, post-Valentine's Day. Welcome to the Hydrated Mind Podcast. For those of you listening in Denver and around the world, we're not live. We're not live. We're not live. Uh, exciting show for me today. We're going to talk about a few current events. Uh, so if you want to skip past those, maybe jump to the 15 minute mark. I don't know. These might not take that long. I do want to talk about them though, because I think they're incredibly intriguing and I want to get more views on YouTube. So we're going to use current, um, we're going to use an algorithm, their algorithm. Gina, is it too loud in your headphones? Yeah. My voice is too big. Yeah. Yeah. I have a big right voice. Here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, this episode and every episode. So the hydrated mind podcast, number one, folks, it's important to stay hydrated. Maddie, turn me down a little bit in the headphones. Cause I'm too hydrated. You know, I'm no, not that's too much. Hello. 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 That's good. Uh, this company was built on the foundation of making people healthier, perform better, do better things, be bigger, be better, be bolder, uh, living your best life. Uh, pretty soon we're going to invent AI and technology that wipes the supplement industry off the planet, but I don't think that's for another 50 years. Until then, you should stay hydrated and happy and healthy and beautiful. Being hydrated makes your skin more plump and beautiful. I was just going to say juicy that. And wonderful. I mean, look at my skin. I'm 40 and I don't even moisturize. You're like the most hydrated person I know too. I know. I also, go to the, I also walk 40 miles a day going to the bathroom. Uh, probably pre-diabetes. No, we tested. You're good, bro. That's true. Good. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm post-diabetes. This is brought to you by Fit Soda, <laughs> arguably the hottest drink in the world right now. The funnest, the best way to hydrate. I mean, again, why would you have a Gatorade that has unnatural color, unnatural preservatives, unnatural flavoring? When you could have an all-natural Fit Soda that tastes and feels like a soda, but gives you all those added benefits of electrolytes, yeah, BCAAs. If you, if you live by a Sprouts, Food Lion... Yeah, we're available nationwide at Sprouts, uh, Food Lion, pretty soon at 7-Eleven, Publix. I forgot we launched in Publix. So did I. We're growing so fast right now that we launch in huge retailers, and I almost forget that, that it's happening. Didn't Kayla say she just recently saw one walking down the street drinking a fit soda? And uh, it like blew know. her mind. Oh, I don't know. Was, I don't yeah, know. She was telling me the story earlier. Like I saw someone actually drinking. I was like, that's the beverage. I, I packed that and sent it to the facility. So the second topic we're going to talk about, just for a quick intro, so you can jump around if you want to. Again, we need to do better doing intros yeah. while we're talking that about- That was a fire intro, though. Thanks, bro. I really want to talk today about the MDMA therapy Gene and I went through uh, individually uh, and then together, and then how MDMA therapy, I think, is the next step in human evolution. I'm convinced of it. I love that. If I could invest in it right now, I would. In MDMA therapy centers around the world, I would invest in it right now. Ooh, we should make a drink. Called MDMA therapy? Yeah. It's like basically Koyos, but with MDMA sprinkled in. I would if I could. I think it's I called think, Molly water. I think in the next five years, you're going to see it be a regular thing. Uh, maybe 10 years to go mainstream. Uh, I, yeah. it's, already mo- it's already moving in a direction where uh, some of the data I have today is from Mount Sinai, from uh, huge reputable uh, hospitals around the world that are testing it and using it now for PTSD. Um, and so I'm just incredibly excited about it. Uh, that's think, what got me into house music, to be honest. 
A little bit different of a segue. Yeah, that's a little bit different of a vibe. But the first time I took it, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'd never heard house. And I was like, this is my favorite. The first time everyone ever took ecstasy. The they were like, music is amazing. Yeah, it's the, best. it's the only thing you know that like makes you love everyone, want to dance, and like drink a lot of water. And there's scientific reasons for that, uh, which is also why it works in therapy and also why it can literally reverse things like PTSD, bipolar disorder. Uh, it definitely helped me change my, I would say change my life. So we'll get into MDMA more and, uh, how Maddie ghost is. I do have a MDMA therapy situation too. I would, uh, we can yeah, let's, bring up. let's get in it. Okay. So the first current event that I, this is new for us. So the first current event that I want to talk about current events, is Bob Saget's death. <laughs> so oh, they released, the they released, <laughs> they released. So he died. It was weird. Uh, I thought it was strange. And then they said the initial reports were that his head was cracked. The new report today is that it looked like someone hit him in the head with a baseball bat. The, the blunt force. Yeah, that the fractures that he had are consistent with, and this is Gina's favorite topic to talk about, is weird death and how people died. So this should be a heater of a current event. Okay, let's go. Is that he died because it, it, they looked like they were congruent with someone who had either fallen down a flight of steps or been hit with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Remember when it came out, I was like, he got murdered. Mm-hmm. Homeboy got murdered. How do you fall or get hit with something in a, in a room by yourself. It didn't, they, there was no indication that he was in the shower. There was no indication that he was hammered. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was laying in bed. They didn't release talks to us though. They're yeah, not but, releasing a lot because the family doesn't want him to, which no one will ever know. But they, the report said that if the, it reeks if a foul the play. death, the information <laughs> was released that it would cause yeah, Anna. extreme trauma to the family knowing that it was released to the public, but it'll be released one day. I don't think there's any secret though, that Bob Saget was definitely into drugs, but didn't it be like, okay, so if you're faded, right? Have you ever been wasted? No, me either. But I can only infer from all the videos and movies I've seen over the years. uh, Project X. Yeah. um, (laughs) Requiem for a dream. I don't know. I've seen a a bunch of them. Fear and loathing. They got pretty weird. I would assume that if you're that wasted on any drug and you fall and you break your head, mm-hmm. you die in the place where you fell. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's blood. Was, what was the blood look? I mean, that's what they're not releasing is what the blood splatter looked like. Was it just there was blood splatter? No, they didn't. That's what I said. If they release that, if someone, if you get why hit release in the, that he got hit in the head, but no blood splatter though. They didn't say he got hit in the head. Or why release the fact that he had cracks in the back of his head? But that's why there's so many details missing. Because if he was hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat, there would be spatter somewhere. Or maybe not. No, you can't hit someone. And then I couldn't hit you in the head with a baseball bat and not have blood like splatter against the wall or on clothing or somewhere. So either the person that came in and killed him was a cleaner and took care of everything and left no trace or... Oh, I thought you literally meant uh, like someone cleaning the room. And then I was like, that's a really clever pun. But you literally meant like a cleaner, like yeah. a, okay. So that's what's weird is they're not releasing it. So he just had blunt force trauma. So who murdered it. him then? It's Steve Urkel. He's like, our show is better. <laughs> There's old full house beef. Yeah, I do between them and family matters. <laughs> Maybe it was the Olsen twins. Oh. Or is Dave Coulier. Mm. He never got the recognition. I did comedy with him once. He never got the recognition. He was too nice. I was like, you're too friendly. Uh, cut it out. You're cre- <laughs> yeah. I did a set at Comedy Works and they showed the comedian list and he was at the top and I was like, dude, I'm doing stand-up with a guy I grew up watching TV with. Uncle it was pretty Joey. Surreal. Yeah, and oh, he was no. so cool. 
Was that Uncle Joey? Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. Yeah. No, he wasn't Uncle Joey. No, he that was. was st- Uncle Jesse is. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Stamos. Yeah. <laughs> John Stamos. I don't know why that. <laughs> Reminds me of Step Brothers. John Stamos. Look at Good that. Good housekeeping. <sighs> yeah. So what do you think happened then? <clears throat> First of all, rip to him. Well, they said that his, yeah. he, he was laying with his hand on his chest. Uh, also weird. That seems was staged. It placed? That seems staged yeah. to me. So he fell who down. Who falls asleep like this? But who falls down? <laughs> Millions of Americans. Perfectly, <laughs> yeah. though. Cracking their head. So say he just fell backwards. So you fall backwards. Again, what's the blood look like? Because that tells you a lot. But if you just fall backwards. Can and you then Google you, any information if there was blood spatter or anything? You hit the, your head. You don't. Generally, it, I think it would be the weirdest crime scene if someone just falls back, smashes their head, and is sleeping like this. It's really, it seems staged you to me. You would fall, and then your arms would flail. Do you think he had a gambling debt? A drug debt? Um, I just think it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> this is severe skull fractures. I, I saw my friend's story there shooting a music video with Bob Saget, like, days before this happened with uh, Designer. The guy's like, brah, I got bras in Atlanta. Panda, panda. <laughs> Which I, I know that, dude. There we go. It's going to work. But it says left him confused, if not unconscious. But... That's another, of course that's another he's key fucking point. confused. No, you knock another. the fuck out. Like how you can't, it's not that you don't know anyone that's ever had a concussion. I, can, I, can we make that? Can you make a note to make that a clip, a button? Which Gina's one? saying, knock the fuck out. <laughs> yes, I will make that. You look like easy E in the booth. Like you were fucking passionate about that. <laughs> Wait, that's another interesting tip though. Would it says he have left the actor confused. No, scroll down, Maddie below the fold. Uh, stop. Unlikely that he would have intentionally ignored it. Also a key point. Like if you got smashed in the head or fell. Your skull is fractured. It's unlikely he would have ignored it. Unlikely? This guy should it's pull, highly pull likely it. that he didn't <laughs> ignore it. Deep, deep reporting. What's the, what's the phrase I need to make a button of? When Gina said, uh, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yes. Okay. Noted. Uh, yeah, it's weird. So what, so what's your theory then? You love crime stuff. You follow, you've, you read the books, you, you, you like profiling, you, you like a good mystery. I know you need more data. What's your initial gut call? He was killed. What's the motive? I think he was killed too. I think he was murdered. Did he have a sex addiction? Murdered? Murdered who? Define sex addiction. Like was he? Did he hook up a bunch? I think he's notorious. I mean, Lothario. like, yeah, but I mean, like, weird, not like a normal hooker, but like, like somebody like, no, like, obviously because he's celebrity, he's keeping it under wraps. Mm-hmm. So he like, like is it like a back page type of thing where like he never paid or mm. Mm. so the girl showed okay. up and that's why he okay. opened the door. So to somebody he gets he on back page, gets an escort. Mm-hmm. Escort has a pimp with her. Mm-hmm. He refuses to pay or they just rob him. Mm hmm. Because, like, oh, we, we showed to Bob Because he's not going to open a door to just a person. So he opened the door. If he was killed, he opened the door to somebody he's familiar with or was expecting. You think he was killed in the room? He had to have been. Or there'd be cameras. And if there is, a, like, there's no, 
It's weird. If it's that the on family, the street, there's CCTV. It's too weird too that the family, it, I feel like it's someone in the family. It's again, it was, he was familiar with the person at the door. Yeah. It's too weird that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't, uh, the family wouldn't be saying things like the family doesn't want it to come out. There's a big secret laying underneath it, which makes me feel like the, either the family was involved or it was someone in the family or they or, knew about a problem and it would be devastating to their reputation. Yeah. But if he was murdered, who cares if you're like, our son was murdered. Yeah. He was also addicted to heroin. Okay. That's out now. Who cares? He was murdered. Mm-hmm. When you want everyone to know that he was murdered so people could help. As soon as you say he's murdered, someone's going to, I bet there's already people coming out of the woodwork. Like, no, dude, we saw well, this will never be a secret. Yeah, no, it's going to come out. This is going to be one of those things we hear about for a long time. Probably get turned into and a I'm show by sure Seth Rogen. Cause apparently he <laughs> loves that. Show. I'm pretty sure you can't. Um, anybody. I think anyone can access a death certificate. Unless the judge blocks it, which the judge blocked it. But you would in this block situation. it for a, a crime. Did you just read that, Maddie? Good job. But yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's producer I'm, shit. I don't know if I'm wrong. I, I'm a real producer, baby. Fact check me. But I'm pretty sure the only reason you can close a death certificate file is if it was a crime related or a minor. Oh. Yeah, if there's an ongoing investigation, you mean? Mm-hmm. See. No, if it was a, just a. Yeah. Hmm. I think he was murdered. I think the family like knows about it. It is weird to me that the family doesn't want to talk about it. It's too strange. Like, yeah. Uh, you know. There could have been a minor involved. Ooh. He Epsteined it and mm-hmm. then got, oh, okay. And then he got suicided. Okay. So our two theories are, could have been an escort. That's likely. Or again, I'm not trying to shit on this dude's legacy. He, did, he was a normal. Uh, just unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. You're 60. You know, you're in a new, new city. You're lonely. You know? Comedy is lonely, by the way. We talked about that a lot. It is a, it is a dark world of. Who found him? Uh, he was in Grand, like the Ritz Carlton, Orlando, because a Florida judge I see blocked the release, so he was had to be in this place when they found him. Which again, if he's at the Ritz Carlton, he's a celebrity. He's not listed under his name. The yeah, front desk is going to have to let someone up that's been on approve list. He's probably in a penthouse area, so that's a separate yeah, key. Yeah. He's protected up there. So escort is is a good one. Uh, again, comedy's dark. Drugs, it's lonely. Drugs, You're alone. yeah. He's expecting. Ooh, drug dealer like robbed dealer him. to come in. And yeah. Then the, yeah, he got like a plug from a friend and that, because Florida's like that. It's a little wild when it comes to those dealers, because that's where like. Like we shouldn't even talk about Florida. Like, yeah, XXX cool. got killed out there. <laughs> like, oh, I thought you were saying X. We were trying to block it out with your words. <laughs> You mean X, accent. You X, mean X, 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 Vin Diesel on. got murdered? <laughs> he was like, family. <laughs> got shot. Hell, bitch. <laughs> Didn't Vin Diesel play Triple X in a film? Yeah. That's that was I another that was movie. The motorcycle one where they like, yeah. are all dirt bike stars. He said family. He just got <laughs> shot. That's funny. So, oh, okay. Okay. So I like this. So drug Daddy deal gone her. bad. He was. So those, those are two things. Why are we going to DuckDuckGo? Because you're never going to get any sort of a report outside of mainstream media. Yeah, we got our conspiracy specialist. <laughs> okay, so so hold on. Help me help me recap. There's a drug deal gone bad or an escort gone bad. So those are two- Legal activities Which I think are sort. like, could be, those are fair things to put on the board. If we're like the mm-hmm. guys from Narcos, we're going to put this on the board. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a picture of Bob yeah. Saget. He's in a line. You're going to see over here, we have red wires going everywhere. 
He yeah. Okay. So he's a known Lothario. Huh? Used to hook up with tons of chicks. Mm-hmm. Huh? Must be nice. Uh, <laughs> just make more money. You could pay for him. Um, and, <laughs> and then, then die, and, huh? and then die. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he used to be into drugs. So those are two likely things. Uh-huh. Okay. But I would put money on the fact that if it, if there was another person, if he didn't just slip and bonk his head, if that he knew the person. Or he was expecting the person. Yeah. Or the like Maddie said, expecting a plug that. to somebody who. But that's what I mean. It's, he was, you, the Ritz car, I mean, you can't get anywhere. You sure. can't even get to a room. You either had to key. know his number of his room, uh-huh. which he would have had to tell you. Uh-huh. And then you'd have to be escorted up there because he was probably penthouse level. Or, or Gina, or someone in, at the hotel was in on it. Oh, shit. This is how our podcast gets popular because we crack what happened. Or or someone at the hotel was in on it. That's how they got his number. And they knocked just as like maintenance. Room service. And then they tried to rob him. But if it was something that simple, the family would release it. There's something but, but he had But he had heroin in his system. There's, a, there's like, like yeah, a big thing around his toxicology. Like, heroin. You know, huh? where you're like, yeah, my, I don't know. He fucking huh? was on blow. Like that doesn't, that would be It is be 2022. Damaging. If people are like, he had heroin assist, who cares? And? Which by the way, my MDMA conversation later today is I think all drugs should be legalized. Mm-hmm. It's creepy they're not. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get into that topic. Uh, anything except for CNN. Go uh, down, scroll down. No CNN. The sun. The sun's always a By the way, can I have place. some of your nuggets? Yeah. <laughs> no, this one says no TMZ. That's a really reputable one too. Click uh, on TMZ. They always get weird shit. Duck, duck, go. Okay. This was a. This has to be a while ago though. On one twelve. Yeah, that was over a month ago, bro. No, I'm curious what the original reports are. That he died in his sleep. But that's why this is weird because then all of a sudden it comes out that his head is cracked open like someone hit him with a baseball bat. Yeah. And the first report was that he died in his sleep. With no signs of Struggle or play. drugs or anything. You just passed away. That happens to 95-year-olds who have been pissing in a, in a bucket under the bed and been eating baby food for the last three months. Not a pretty normal guy. I wonder if yeah. he like pissed off someone in... When he was doing stand up, because that's what he was doing out there, huh? He was like doing a stage show. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I don't know why we're still on these ones. They're over a month old. If you, I, you should probably type in like there's recent news. Oh go oh go back. Oh, I typed in that, that one East Idaho news. Just click on that. Yeah, that's the banger right there. Judge box release and additional records. You said don't click on CNN, and now he's on CNN. No, because it, it had the. It's from their source. But it showed the judge. Due to him family filed a, Okay, family filed a lawsuit Tuesday to block the release. Privacy concerns. Okay. Yeah, this is, this says, uh, it was in the back of his head. Because I can see you falling down stairs and hurting the front of your head, but the back of your head seems kind of fishy. Also, that point earlier, you don't fall hard enough to crack your skull and not- It's also rare to fall back. Okay. You don't fall back and crack your skull hard enough to crack your head open and not go to the hospital. Even if you knock, knock yourself out. First of all, if you knocked yourself out, you'd be, you wouldn't be laying on the bed peacefully. They found him on the bed. 
Yes. Uh-huh. That's why the first reports were he fell, he died in his sleep. So he was placed there. Maybe, That's why I keep yeah. saying that. And then with the hand here, it's too- well, Was that his original he, hotel room? I, I don't know. He could have hit his head and then laid down to sleep, and then that's like an aneurysm. No, no, hold on. That's what the that's what one of the interesting points is. You don't get hit in the head hard enough to crack it, like a like consistent with a baseball bat wound. You don't fall and and hit your head that hard and then go. I, you wouldn't have fallen in bed and done it. So it would have been somewhere else in the room. And then once you get up, you don't go. Oh, I could probably just sleep this off. You probably go take yourself to a hospital or call nine one one. The irony too is that 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 female comedian. Did you see that? That female comedian passed out on stage and cracked her head open, falling backwards. What does no. that have to do with this? That it was ironic that it happened almost like immediately following Bob Saget's reveal of his word. That the whole there was an original conspiracy about the. I need you to rein it in. There was an original conspiracy <laughs> from all the black like, helicopters coming in <laughs> from all the. <laughs> Conservatives, if you will, anti-vax is what people call them. Oh that no! They got Hold a on, let's not, let's not go down this. I'm way. not. I'm not. But that they got, and that's where she. So they're like, did she huh? just got huh? it, and then huh? she fell down backwards on stage. She was doing a bit, and then fell down. And I know, but what it, we're 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 spiraling here. Well, their their original news story was that he had, they put in there every news uh, channel put in that he had just recovered from COVID. So like, is it, does it have something to do with COVID in any way? Because right here it says most likely due to falling backwards and striking his No, head. it has nothing to do with COVID. He got murdered and we're trying to solve a murder here. He got fucking murdered. It's too weird. The, we're solving a murder right now. Yes. <laughs> Tune in and we're solve murders here. It was we're changing Kate. the name of the show to the first 24 because we're going to solve this right now. Wait, is it called... That's the Break out of- your Adderall, chew on some Adderall. Let's do some research. Get some red string, put it around. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just too weird. You didn't fall. He didn't die in his sleep. You don't crack your head open that hard without someone hearing it. Also, where did you fall? And there's well, no blood anywhere. Remember when I fell? Do you know how hard you would? Oh, here's one. Yeah. Let's try it just to show people. Maddie, if we could put a helmet on you or like just run into the wall with your face we hard enough to crack right it. Here. Everyone in the building, like, what was that noise? Yeah. That To crack your skull with a baseball bat or unless he didn't drink enough milk and just had weak bones. I don't know. That wasn't in the report, but, but the back of your skull is also that's what one I'm saying. of the toughest. It's too weird. And then to be perfectly laid in bed with a hand over your heart, uh, it's too, it's too awkward. And then now the family's being really weird about his records. Who cares? This thing says, um, it's incredibly intriguing. Something bad happened to him. Mm-hmm. He didn't just fall down. There's no way. What's what's GP stand for? Because this says the human skull can withstand six point five. Uh, G GPs of pressure. I don't know. GPAs. Something pound. Uh, Who cares? How hard is it to break skull? Hard. That's uh, someone's got to hit it with five hundred and twenty pounds to break your. That's skull. That's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. I mean, to put it in comparison, yeah, guys run into each other on the football field who weigh 300 pounds at 25 miles an hour. Now they're wearing helmets, but uh, even rugby players crash into each other that hard and they don't crack their skulls. Do you know how hard it is to crack a fucking head open? Yeah. I remember when I slipped at home and I sent you a selfie. Crack the skull though. Like break the skin, maybe even a fracture or like, but to like break a bone in your skull is pretty tough. Yeah. This shit's hard, dude. Yeah, bro. And mine's got like an inch of snot 
all the way around the brain. You cannot get in. People headbutt each other in fights and don't I break skulls. I had multiple head injuries and not once have I cracked a skull. Yeah, it, dude, that's <laughs> what's that light too bright. It's too, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> that's so funny. I'm you got to get used to it, bro. Yeah, you're in the hospital. This is what happens no, in show business. No, you can't do a podcast with a fucking hand you're over covering your, your like you're face. looking for well, like marauders on the it prairie. Sucks. <laughs> it's not comfortable. Welcome to showbiz, I, baby. Yeah, welcome to fucking okay, being well, famous. Fuck, I'll wear sunglasses Shit. like fucking Kanye. You want some? Jesus. You want my sunglasses? I'll yeah, grab, will you grab mine. Yeah, yeah, dude, that'd be so funny if we just all had sunglasses on. <laughs> no, no. You mean like These real ones? Fire though. These are. These look good. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I'll need a hat too. Got a beast mode right now. Okay. There, I refuse. This is wow. She's hurt. Okay, so, so let's move on from this. But let, final conclusion: What happened? He was killed. Okay. He How? was probably killed. Um, I but would, keep it concise. So I'm going to go around the room. Okay. How was he killed? I don't know. That's why I said take a guess. Good answer. Where were you on the night? <laughs> Do you have an alibi for his death? I would say that he was. <laughs> you look so cool right now. That he was pushed. <laughs> oh wait, that's another thing. Hold on. It on a, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Whoa. It wasn't my turn to talk. Everyone, foul play. Let's go. No, no. We so hold on. No, I'm just bringing. You I made like another it. great point. There is. We've done murder from drug dealer prostitute. Someone in the hotel is in on it because he has a gambling debt. The fourth one we haven't really touched on was. He was getting hammered a little bit. Someone, a buddy pushed him. Someone he's doing comedy with that night. They get a little. Or the hooker. No, maybe they had hookers in the room. I don't know. What I'm saying is, let's say he's with Christy Elia and they're. I don't know. They're, they're doing beers and they were roughhousing and the, the dude pushed him down the steps or pushed him and they were joking around and he freaks out. Not intentional murder. And then staged his body and walked out of the room. Then it was so family someone that had he to do knew it because they it was someone he knew. Wraps. But like your point, maybe he had heroin and like you know, woman's semen on him. I don't know. Do they track woman's semen as much as they do men's? I don't think women have <laughs> semen, bro. <laughs> don't have semen. You never watch CSI and they're like, "There's a woman's semen." There's all over the scene. <laughs> this place is covered in women's semen. <laughs> I think men's semen has gotten a bad. You know, that's I know it's, it's not, not fair. It's because you shoot it everywhere. So do you guys? We don't. Okay. Not Disagree. the length of uh, us. Oh, is this going to turn into a toxic masculinity talk? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Huh? Okay. Huh? So Gina, you think murder, murder, and how? I think there was someone in, because they would catch it on cameras, and that would have been released. Mm -hmm. Somebody within the hotel would have released it. So it happened it. offsider in the room? In the room. Okay. Something went wrong. Okay. And he was pushed. And he probably tripped over something and back, like caught the corner of, of a desk or the, the, the end yeah. table. Yeah, and cracked it. Okay. And then he probably sat down on the bed, laid back. The person bailed. He died. Yeah, he could have been getting rowdy with like a prostitute, r jumping on the beds, doing like going around. Some foul of the play. beds have those headboards that are super. And okay. home girl just yep. ran out, just popped him up and ran out. Okay, so that's your two theories. I think murder. I'm not going to go into it further. We'll move on. Okay, the second story I want to talk about that is uh, we're going to switch gears here. That was a bit gory, a bit sad. You know, death. Again, rest in peace, legend. Maddie, I sent you the link for this. And what? To your email. 
Copy. I'm going to open it up right now. Um, this will segue cool into that, I think, into that. Uh, just something I, that's been on my mind lately, which is toughness. I definitely think there's something in this country right now and all over the world. Um, I definitely think one of the positive things that's happening right now is this collective consciousness. We're becoming more enlightened We're to a degree uh, in terms of like feelings. And, and I think that's why there's a big liberal movement, right? And I think it's cool. I think even things at Coeos have changed because we understand um, feelings more to a degree. And we understand that people feel certain ways and we're more sensitive to those issues. I definitely think we've lost toughness uh, across the board. Uh, like grit, huh? Yeah. Just grit, toughness. Uh, yeah. You watch the show like Yellowstone and you go, man, those guys are tough. And it's like, yeah, that's how a lot of this, the country, you know, this country's founded on toughness. We were the first startup ever. We were, you know what I mean? The greatest startup. It, it took so much to build this thing that we enjoy so much. And I just think, yeah, we've lost grit. We've lost toughness. We've kids don't even fight anymore. It used to be you kids are getting a fight down the street and parents would be like having a cocktail and be like, rub some dirt on it. And, and that was life. Um, I'm not, I'm not suggesting people get bullied either, but yeah, we've lost toughness. And I think this story is a, a story of someone who's incredibly tough uh, and has pushed through a lot. So it reminded me of another one too, that I'm going to bring up after you're done. Like Victoria's secret just announced their first model who has down syndrome. I love that. Good for her, bro. Isn't that rad? That's amazing. Wow. Uh, what's her name? Sophia. G I can't pronounce that. Girau. She's from Puerto Rico. Good for her. That's awesome. She's beautiful. Wow, she's fucking beautiful. So, and if you read her story, she she has a huge Instagram following. Again, first Down syndrome, Victoria's Secret model. She's literally been working at this though consciously for a long, long time, which is why her body looks the way that it, that it looks. She's fucking stunning. Right. She's prettier than most. I'm gonna say it. Quote: <laughs> What society views as normal. Ambassadors. No. <laughs> yeah. She is prettier than a lot of ambassadors. I love that. Good for her, she's, bro. Yeah, she's stunning. My original, my job in high school was I was a, a rafting guide for a Down syndrome camp. Wow. And those are the greatest kids I've ever met. Oh, I still know best Charlie. Time. Amazing. He was, yeah. that was my job before, when I, before I went to film school, I was going to college for uh, like teaching Down syndrome kids. I was the gym coach in high they're school. So for much fun. They're my favorite people. So much fun. They have the best time. They have the best personalities. They just fucking just, get down and dance. They're really good Happy. kids. Sweet, yeah. sweet No, but people. you got to think too. There's, there's, I, I'm not an expert on this. I chose this story because I think it's incredibly inspirational. I think. Good find, bro. I think what Gina, Matt, and I, and everyone at Coyos go through is building this thing is really hard on us. Uh, we get a lot of ridicule. It's really tough. We feel alone a lot. You guys have heard other podcasts and how we feel about building a thing. And it, what we do takes incredible toughness. I'll admit that. To do what we do every day takes a very tough group of people. And I just thought this story was amazing because this girl's worked. If you follow her Instagram and the story that she's worked really, really hard at this. Like it's been her dream. She's never given up. I'm sure she's been made fun of. I'm sure she's been bullied. I'm sure every fucking day someone was like, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You have down syndrome for Christ's sake. I'm sure she's had to deal with some really tough conversations. Always will. And always will. And push through it and became, I mean, a Victoria's secret model. It's amazing. That's like, Giselle, I want to meet like this she's girl. She's next to Giselle. We should what an inspiration. Let's send her product. Just, we should. Yeah, I'm going to put that down as a note. Let's just send her stuff. I love that. I also love this story because I know there's a, I know, if I may, you've had just a harder week in terms of just, and I know you've been dealing with some stuff. I've, you, we're all dealing with stuff. And this girl almost takes your excuses away. Mm -hmm. 
It, right? Like we all deal with stuff and it's hard and, we, you, and you cry and you get sad and whatever and th- th- there's a struggle. But this girl's struggle, like it puts, shines light on yours and you're like, dude, I have it so good. Like, and this girl's c- conquering mountains and hitting her dreams and she's had every obstacle there is. Yeah. Wow. And I love telling, I love stories like this because- yeah, it, it's inspiring. This this thing too reminded me. This girl, she uh, did the runway with a um, one of those things that I wear. Oh, oh dope! Right, cool. I, and she's like probably the one of the most beautiful girls, and she's open about her her diabetes, which like that. I, I see this on Instagram, and I'm like, yes, girl, that's dope. These, I love that these girls are killing it. Like amidst of like uh, my high school, it takes s- perfection away. Speech was from like the kid that was blind and was called striving with adversity. And I really, that's always stuck in my head is like, we can strive with adversity. Like, even though you have adversity in your life, there are opportunities to, mm-hmm. to not like, when Chris gets mad at me for getting uh, down on myself for diabetes, that's like striving with adversity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, you can't let that bring you down. And this girl did not let her own disease bring her down. Well, and she's a model that's for girls, at least that young girls now have, it's not just young girls that had, um, like when Ashley, what's her name? Uh, she's the plus size model. Super famous. That one. Um, fuck, Ashley, I think it's A-S-H-L-E. But she came out and it gave girls, because she's fucking stunning, but she's doing runway and like doesn't give a shit about what she's super proud. She works her tail off. She's constantly working out. She eats Ashley healthy. Graham? Ashley Graham. Yeah, she's not like I'm shoving Chick Fil A in my mouth every day, and I'm just whatever. Except me, she's a healthy person, but it gave girls a different role model to look for instead of I had like the idea of perfection. I love that. You know the Giselle type perfection. What is perfection? I don't think Giselle's hot. No, but that's when little girls see magazines and yeah. you know Instagram is now can be terrible. You want to know what girls. it is for me? When I was watching Jack Reacher, I was like, I'll never be that handsome. I'll never be. I will tell you one thing. You'll write a movie better than Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those books are pretty fire. No, Gina, you're right. I mean, I, this not only shatters, I, I love it because going back to the main reason why I love it is that it shatters people's excuses. Like I know you're going through tough shit. I know it's hard. I know you feel sad. I know you feel alone. I know it's tough. I know climbing uphill is hard, but you, you've probably been given more than her and she is crushing it. You can do it. You can, you can strive with adversity. What'd you say, Maddie? Yeah. Strive with adversity. Yeah. With every adversity. one of us has adversity. Stop having a pity party. And I'm guilty. I have little days where I get out of bed and I'm like, the company's not big enough yet. And I get in this little pity party mode and I live there sometimes for way too fucking long. That's also like a self- but Gina, you're right. She's also shattering what it means to be beautiful. And I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. This girl's my new favorite. I'm so happy for her. So what do you guys take out of this? Like in terms of her struggle, like you guys know how I feel because I just yelled it. Uh, Do you want to go first, Gina? No, I think she's, she broke a lot of social norms. Yeah. By coming, not coming out. By, by showing everyone what's possible because by being herself. that idea is like, well, I don't, I'm not that. So I'll never be a model, but she was like, but I want to be, so I'm it's going to, to be a model. She, it's easy to say that. How do you, what would you say from your perspective as a girl who's gone through so much and had to deal with me and help build a company? And when you feel that way, 
anyway. how to push through it. Like the tough part when you don't feel like you fit in and you don't feel like you're succeeding and you don't feel like you feel like the lights turned off on your thing. You feel like you'll never be seen. Mm-hmm. How, what would you tell people as a, as a, as a young woman who's succeeding? Cause you probably still deal with it too. Mm-hmm. What do you tell people about the toughness that it takes? Like how would you coach someone right now? The world goes on without you. So you have to get up, start walking and move forward because everything's moving around you. And if you sit there, the world's still going to go and you're going to just sit there and hate everything about it. Uh You have to get up, push forward. Sometimes you have to shove it down for a little while, but you have to move on. Just shove the feelings down until- Mostly. But you have to sometimes. You have to just- Until you panic eat cheese. Yeah, You have to just shove it down and go. Yeah. You want that? Then go. Don't no, I, I sit just, and dream about it and you, put photos on the wall. Go do it then. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love that. So like we talked about this once before. <laughs> that deserved an applause. It did. No, we talked about it before. We're like that clip we did last week about just go, just start it. Yeah. Ready, um, fire, aim, dude. That's my, that's what I tell Carson every day is like, dude, just make something. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll dial it, it in later. I just think this, we've lost grit. People aren't tough anymore. And it, to be honest, I, I I used to, there was a part of my life when I was doing comedy, I was like, ah, and I still believe this way. Even like all the things we worry about now, it's always cyclical. Like we were so worried about Russia, there was a cold war. It got better. Now we're kind of concerned again. Things move in cycles, right? This will all go away. And then people will be like, dude, you remember coronavirus? How crazy that was? But I am concerned though with, and I don't know if this is just like once you hit 40, you start talking like an older guy where you're like, you know what? But I am concerned with how little, backbone people have anymore. Like how, how willing people are to give up and to not try and to not be themselves and to not have a voice and to not excel and to not push and to not be uncomfortable. And because we've allowed it. And I don't mean, and hold on, this is important. I don't mean, I don't mean at the standard of LeBron James, right? Your standards create your lifestyle, right? There's a, there's a reason why when they say, if you gave all the money out in the world, the same people would get it back. Yeah, because they have a higher standard and that's the money will attract to those people. Value will go to those people. What I even mean the people like just toughness, like Gina, you love 1883 and Yellowstone. The women who raised kids back then were just tougher. They had to be, but it made them stronger people because they were self-reliant. I don't even think people anymore have the strength to, 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 to even be comfortable with who they are or what they want. At a basic level, do you guys understand? Mm -hmm. And it is terrifying. To me, it's terrifying because when people are strong and can lead themselves, the world's a better place. And I just think so many people are willing to get pushed around and told what to do. And um, yeah, the same way there's like- Does that make any sense? Yeah, like there's an economic bubble that like, you know, the housing market built up and there was no foundation for it to rely on. People are like building up these personalities and these things. There's no foundation. This bubble's going to pop unless you like have- Hey, that's good. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm like, always have a foundation. Like never lie, never like try to be someone you're not because that's negating building a foundation. Because when the bubble pops, you don't have far to fall if your foundation's strong. Like when- this whole thing pops when like social media pops, if that's ever going to be a thing, when it falls down, some people are going to fall far. Some people won't have to fall far because they have a foundation built and like self love, stuff like that. I don't know. I always think about like the economic bubble and how those pop and how 
if we lie to ourselves, it's almost like inflated inflation of a bubble. And then when it pops, that's when people get super down and depressed because they had no foundation to jump off of. Yeah. Does that make sense? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why do you think we've lost toughness, Gene? Because we've, uh, we've allowed it as a society. It's just grown that way. We've allowed people to, uh, we've segregated our own species really well. We women fought so hard to get rights to vote and to not be in the kitchen. And then we've just let it slide back again of poor me. I'm a woman. Everybody pity me. I want more money. Well then do it. Prove that you need more fucking money. Yeah. Do the job. Wait, Work so as you're hard saying, as the man. I think we've allowed, we've, we've just softened. Mm -hmm. There's no great war. There's no war. So no one has to be, there's no survival mode anymore. Yeah, there's no- We've lost total survival mode. There's no fire. Everyone's there's, ready, aim, there's aim, There's no aim, fight aim, or flight aim, anymore. Aim, aim, No one's firing. No, I think Gina makes a good point. And obviously we don't get too political on the show, but uh, I, I think what Gina, so what you're saying is it started with like participation trophies, mm -hmm. right? Now, granted, we've, what I said earlier, is it's, a, it's a hard balance. We've definitely become more conscious as a people that- mm -hmm. There are people with that. Yeah, Dude, how does this different than of participation? Oh. Because she worked for it. Like, there's no p participation award for her achievement in being a Victoria's Secret model because she actually worked for it. Right. It's no, not, hold on. It wasn't it's given like to her special, because like she gets a special runway visit no, dude, as like a, you know, so she's hold a real on, model. Hold on, guys. The, the, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is as a, what you can see as a society. 200 years ago, they wouldn't even let Down syndrome people walk down the street, right? Mm -hmm. They were like discarded. It's not fair. They have extra chromosomes. They're like killing it harder than us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now you, she can be a Victoria's Secret model and talk about it to the world. That's why I mean like collectively as a consciousness, we've In gotten, Portuguese. we've become more enlightened. At the same token, with every great, advancement in your own life or whatever, there's something else falters, right? I, th it's, I think what you were saying is, and what's fascinating is it started with participation trophies. And now it's like, well, just if you're a woman or if just if you're this subcategory of a person, we're going to pay you more money, even though you don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So we're allowing for things to happen without the effort. You don't have to put effort in things anymore based because on you're blank. Anymore. So you, because you're blank person, we are going to give this to you, but the person that worked really hard is just like too bad because you're not that person. So we, as a species, we're segregating whether we see it or not. So that's a, like that Thomas Sowell stuff where it's very interesting if you study cultures who immigrate here, whether it's uh, Hispanic, African-American, whatever, whatever it is, uh, even Caucasian, uh, if they immigrate here, they generally make more money than... Because they work Sub harder groups. for it. Right. Where they came from, you have to work for what you want. You want out of the slums? Work harder. Are you going to have more obstacles if you're a subgroup or minority? No question. So did she. That's why I love this story. Just get after yeah. it. Is that like, because we're in a, we were a meritocracy, like as a society, and it like dwindled away from that because people weren't getting the merits they thought they deserved. And then this happened people grew into that spot and like changed the rules. Yeah. I mean, that's why when I was coaching, that's why I did. I really, I loved coaching high school, but I didn't at the same time because there were participation. If you're on the team, you have to play, but 
coaching travel teams, you're on the team because you deserve to be on the team and you are on the pitching mound because you deserve to be there. You're better than the other pitchers, period. And I can tell you that. You're benched today because you don't play as well. If you want to hit better, then you can get in the lineup. But right now you suck. And it was easy and there was an understanding amongst those girls. Same age as the high school team, but a different understanding of effort and hard work. But it was... I don't understand where that cuts off. Like where, where are these girls getting it from that want to work hard? Is this family? Is it their family background? Is it just their own personality? I think it's something that happens to you. You have to put me in because I'm on the team. I think it's something that I'll take a stab at that. I think something happens to you when you're little, Uh, you had a parent or a tougher life growing up. So you had to fight harder. It's generally people who are the youngest in the family uh, people who got picked on, you know, I've joked that I don't believe in bullying because I used to stand up for kids, but I do think kids should be tough on each other. It, it, it develops character. I, um, and I think the people who the latter or the, the latter and what you said, the people who's like, you put me in cause I said, so are generally babied as kids. They're spoiled. Yeah. I, well, it's true. Which is why I'm always like, parents in there, if yeah. I had a son, I would be like, Ray's mom was to him. I'd be like, bro, get up. I'm not going to be here for you all the time. You want money. You're yeah. going to work for it. If you want this, I'll show you how to get it as your dad. Who's worked hard to get things. I'll show you how to do it, but you're going to work, dude. You're not here to live off my yeah. coattails. And I think we have this bet, this issue with parenting in this country where we're, there's just like that thing where you're like, do I shield them for the world or prepare them for yeah, it? There's this book. I'm- and they're so different. And preparing, being a leader at a company is hard, guys. I have to discipline people in this room that sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't want, want to be a yeah. dick, but I'm trying to get you ready for if I'm never here. That's and- exactly, there's this book I was reading called the, it's about the Tao Te Ching broken down by this guy. And he talks about parents and leaders. And the thing that stood out to me is like good parents, good leaders, uh, parents have kids lean on them. A good parent is providing a environment where there's like no leaning. You don't have yeah. to lean on anyone. Like yeah. A good parent will grow you to the point where you don't have to lean on them. And I thought that was kind of cool. Like, okay, okay, everyone has a leader, so they rely on that leader for direction. But a true leader sets their team or their children up to not lean on them and take their own yeah. direction. It's which like I a great, my mind. It's like a great Chinese karate film when eventually the, the mentor like evaporates into the mist because his student's now ready to be on his own. Mm-hmm. And the whole time that it's happening, he hates that guy or girl. Like mm-hmm. this sucks. It's a, a people. Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm bad. I'm just, you got me all fired up. Yeah. No, cause well, t- no, cause toughness. And then it's like parents, like, it's like, it's almost like fashion will have kid now. And you're like, it's my best friend. It's like, he shouldn't be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Nope. I almost think kids resent their parents more when you're not tougher on them. Children want discipline. Yes. They want structure. They, so do they, people. They, they, yeah. Direction. They're yes. hungry. Direction's for it. great. Dude. Kids look at you when they fall down, but direction they look be up at you to tell thing. you, am I okay? Or am I hurt? You look at them and laugh. They look like, right oh. at you and you're like, you're okay, get up. I'm okay. And, and then right. they move. But there's there's a clear difference even between, don't, don't put this on Instagram. Oh, wait. There's a clear difference between my sister and I of parenting. Mm. My sister, it does not act like I do at all. But Older. there's a difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's a difference in how she was raised versus how I was raised. Same with my, me and my little sister. I'm very tough. But I, I didn't get... Things I would sure my parents provided a wonderful life and I got shit that a lot of kids didn't, but I earned them all and then they were just as quick taken away from me. If I did something I wasn't supposed to, I didn't have good the grades, I ditched school, 
then I would get my catcher's gear taken away. Or, and then I'd have to use like the PE one and it would devastate me. But there were things that I had to learn. Like if you want this and if you want gas in that truck, figure out how to put it in there. Yeah, I got my first job at 16 because my parents stopped buying me mm-hmm. stuff. But they're like, you can get a job. No, if you figure out, if you want that truck to drive, figure out how to put gas in the tank. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a, where she just had gas in the tank and everything was like leaning on them. Like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell me what to do. I'm waiting for you to guide me, lead me, give me something to make me move forward instead of, See, the you have these tools and like even skinny your leg. It's like, get up. Okay. Yeah, my parents were harder on me and then my sister pushed the boundaries because mm-hmm. she saw like, oh, Maddie got away with all this. Mm-hmm. Like I had to come home and check in when I got home. Mm-hmm. Wake up my dad and be like, I'm home. Yeah. And she just got to roll in. Yeah. They were like hard on me, but they still are. My parents call, I make a joke every time I call my parents. They're like, give me a list of things to keep doing. My Did sister you get your like, Dexcom? Did you get your thing? Oh yeah. You I know? didn't put it on. My mom's like, my mom's even like, how's Amazon coming? Because I told her that I'm like struggling with it and trying to get it going. She's like, you'll get it. But there's, there's, that's also a f- like their way too of still parenting, of pushing you and making sure you're pushing for that as well. Like, don't give up on the, how's it going? Are you still doing it? It's, they do it in a kind of a yeah, I'd rather helicopter have way, that care but that, they don't. still ask about it. And you're like, you know, it's tough. And then- but parents are supposed to be that way. Like you said, they're not supposed to be your best friend. So here's a question. Why aren't more, why don't more kids grow up with better parenting? I don't know. That goes to your thing about like the license, like parents, people should. Yeah. By the way, I just got a new motorcycle. I'm cool. I'm hip. Yeah, I did. Try to get a motorcycle license. It, Getting a motorcycle license shouldn't be harder than having a baby. There should be like a waiting. You should have to go to a building and they're like, they should at least have to take your picture and be like, and they, even if it's as simple as like, uh, make them wait six months. Maybe they'll figure, maybe they, maybe they they'll won't. They'll decide I can't believe how easy having a kid is. It's crazy to me. But I think one of the issues is to everything that the, the three of us in our company at Coder has been talking about for months is most people don't have standards. Most people don't have principles at all. And so when they have kids, yeah, it is their best friend because. Uh, it's my thing. Yeah. I made it like, I love it. Like most people don't know how to coach. That's why I think for me, people take parenting too lightly. You do. You're, 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 it's like when Louis CK jokes about, put that yeah, when Louis CK jokes about, he has a ton of jokes about like, uh, fucking with people who are like, yeah, just eat your shitty French fries. And it's like, how about you be a parent and get him water? You piece of sh-, You know what I mean? Like he goes in on people because he's not wrong. Like having a person is such a huge responsibility and we've minimized it so hard. Think about how hard your life is. My personal life? No, anybody's life. Like think about the shit that you go through as an adult that you have to figure out. How are you going to prepare another human being to be in your shoes? And that's what people forget about is all the shit that you went through until this point, how do you prepare that other small human? How do you develop them to handle this same shit without breaking? It's, that's why people it's joke hard. where they're no, like, I, there is no handbook because it's fucking hard. No, but that all goes back to, so like this conversation has been had a lot of times, but it goes back to, do you have standards? Do you have guiding principles for your own life? 
that you can then pass on that are consistent. That's why, that's why the Royal family to me is, is really intriguing. Now forget about what you think they've done or they own slaves or I don't fucking care about a thousand years ago what they did. Like now, what I do know is that they really care about a high standard. Now, if you really study the Royal family, that's one of the things they're always trying to accomplish, which is why people in the family ended up, end up getting spit out because they're like, I just want to drink beer and fucking party. And they're like, that's not what we're about. You can go do that. However, we are about being a royal family. We, we show the world that there is a higher standard to live by. But in their society still holds them to it too, which is also impressive. amazing. But, but that's why they produce, again, you could argue if they produce the best offspring or whatever, whatever, they do have a very long lineage of amazing people that, mm-hmm. that are part of that family. <clears throat> and, but it's, it's because they have a, they have a, they have principles. And I don't think, I think a lot of kids unfortunately get screwed up and why anxiety is high and depression and blah, blah, blah is because most of us don't even have, we can't even lead ourselves. And then we spit out kids and then they don't, we don't know how to yeah. do it just because we've never led. And I, I think it's, I don't know. It's sad. It's like all the world's problems are because some little bastard kid got fucking pissed off because his parents were never around to fucking teach him anything. Yeah. And that's where shit goes off the fucking rails. I think it's also advanced too, where like we are children of boomers and boomers can't, I mean, they came from war parents. They were war parents, mate, some of them, Vietnam, yeah, the Korea, boomers, but they, what, my dad was, but what they too. had was Yo. when, so, but they had a different <laughs> life. So they came from work. This is, we have to do, this is, that's it's that, that book fight, I gave you too, fight or bro. flight. You have to do this. This is what we have to do right now. Also, a layer to that was they did not have the technology that we do right now. So there was still a very clear structure in the home, whether it was a happy family, a pretend happy family, whatever it was, there was still dinner on the table at five o'clock. Yeah. There was still a family structure intact and there wasn't a technological babysitter. Yeah, that, that book I gave Chris, it talks about how like, our gener- our parents' generation, they they were raised by their moms because the dads were off at war and working. So there's like been a level of softer Yo, every time. Here's one. You love conspiracy theories. I, this just clicked with me, which is, by the way, if no one ever hears our podcast, why well, I love doing this podcast because it's, it forces you to have deep, cool, creative conversations. Yeah, this is the best. With every great movement and ideology, there's usually a terrible consequence. So- Communism on the, on the surface sounds, I mean, right. When someone pitches to you, like we don't say communism anymore. We say socialism, but when you pitch socialism, it sounds intriguing. Everyone should get a fair shot. We should divide resources, blah, blah. But we know the consequences of communism. It's killed more people than any other thing. Yeah. So, so, Okay. So the, all the conspiracy theories right now are about control. There's lizards controlling people and they live in the money supply. And, uh, <laughs> Antarctica is flying so here's old one. Nazi ships. Gina, you may, this is what you make a great point. And I, uh, so please don't take this as I think, I don't care if the man stays at home and cooks or the woman stays at home. And cooks. I don't care if the woman makes all the money. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that role, right? I really don't care. What I do care about is there needs to be clear leadership in a family. But Okay, sorry, I'm dovetailing. You said because there was someone there to parent a child and then there's these movements of like structure though clear, no, very clear. no women you should no we should have two working people in a family uh we should have why wouldn't everyone have make this 
I don't know how to say this, but then they pushed families apart even further by kind of building in that narrative. It's, it's kind of like right now when they're yeah. like, the more you give people, like the more noise you make and the more you ask for, the weaker you get. So when there's these movements and they're like, well, we want this and I see it happen, you're like, it's just going to make it worse for you. But that's also the technology. So even though- Do you guys get where I'm going with this like yeah. conspiracy? Yeah. Like, no, we'll tell them that like, Again, I don't care about the role. I I would gladly be a stage. I fuck yeah. <laughs> I love not working. And I don't. Making I don't breakfast. want this to turn into like a viral video where it's like CEO hates gender. I'm. I know. I'm just saying. If I were really a creative lizard, I'd be like, no. Tell them both to work outside the house. Don't make anyone be at home. That's a cool. We'll send them name. to. We'll send them to the, what? Creative lizard. <laughs> I do like that. We'll send them to Latchkey. No, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it as like it's empowering people. That, did, am I making any sense? But that's what I'm, yeah. I was I'm a, on to something I here. was a yeah. quote latchkey kid. I'm on to something here. <laughs> He's got My it. mom and dad left for work in the morning and I took the bus, came home, no mom, no dad. Oma, I'd have grandparents that were there I'll, most of the time, especially as a young kid, but in middle school, high school, came home and get, got a snack, went to practice. But the difference is, is that both parents had that quitting time five o'clock my mom is a teacher so three o'clock three thirty mm-hmm. she's done she drives home my dad done five o'clock home work was closed you don't work the doors are shut and you go home so then everyone was still no matter what home for dinner homework it was still a family structure at a certain time of day mm-hmm. now you don't there is no quitting time there is no 5 p.m. Mommy's got you don't send clock email. out. You don't. You can take it home because now there's computers at home. There's laptops. There's yeah, you talk phones. About- so there is no quitting time. So I feel like there's there is a large chunk of children that are. And I mean, it's not. I'm not placing blame on anyone because I see it in my it's own Chris's personal fault. life. But there's huh? even when you're home, you're still you're not present though. No, because dude, you're dealing with you talk about one of the greatest conspiracy theories in the world to ever to ever be fleshed out. People right now are like black, white. People are divided. Republican, Democrat. We are divided. You know where we're the most divided? At home. At home. And that's what's that. If we don't figure that out, we will never. Yeah, most families whoa, are the biggest on, family startups in the world. Yeah. You want to know where the most divided? At home. Gina's right on top of the fact that we all work too much. Once we get home, we don't ever stop looking at a screen, Maddie Ghost. You want to know why sometimes you feel the way you do is because you need more fucking FaceTime. Yeah. Not with your homies cooking up. I mean, you need brotherhood, bro. Yeah. You want to divide people. Start at home. Make people work fucking crazy hours. Give them fucking stupid technology to look at. Wow. You want to know where the battle is? Is at home. Because there's also- so They ch- just make children. it fast, flashy and easy to go, oh, I hate this guy because he's a different color. Oh, I hate this guy because he's blue and red. It's simple though. Fuck him up at home. We are not, we are complex creatures. We're not that Whoa. easy. Yeah, even- We're not simple. Like downstairs, the new office we're in, the guy across that you were like, that guy yells a lot. He, he gets in, he's like, yesterday morning, Carson and I were laughing because he's like, I got home, my fucking wife was like sitting there and my kids were like, what's for dinner? And I looked at my fucking wife and she, I was like, what the fuck? Like he's like said it like so many times. The Carson Aww, and I were just- he seems nice. We're cracking up. We're like, that guy Do you want, do you want me to get his phone God, number I for you? I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy seems intense. 
But like, yeah, he doesn't year. not. Li- I was like, and Carson and I are walking up to get some snacks, and I was like, that guy fucking hates his life. Wow. His own fault. It. Yeah. It's, but he thinks it's cool. It's By yelling perception. that, he wants everyone to know how fucking cool he is because he's probably the breadwinner and he brings out that fuck He's probably one of those guys that still shit. says the old ball and chain. You're like, you're married to a, or the old lady. And you're like, yeah. you're married to an old lady? No, he Why says, would you do that? You know your wife also probably fucking <laughs> okay. hates you. Yeah. Your kids hate you. Wait, She's hold 800 on. 800 pounds. <laughs> Back to center. Wow. We will never be... You will never be in control. First of all, it starts with self leadership. We've been talking about this. It's all coming full circle, my friend. It starts with self leadership, and then where you where they're always going to keep us divided is in our own homes. Yeah, I think good parents are like like when I wow when I got Carson deep. on my team, I that was a ready fire aim situation. I was like, ready, we're a leader now. How do you lead? And that's when I had that talk with you. I was like, how do how can how do you deal with leading fucking people? That's wild. Uh, it's hard. Some parents, like my parents, they waited, they planned it, they had me. Like they knew they ready fired aim, but then they adjusted. And my mom's like, yeah. I quit my job. Like they do their thing. Like some parents will rise to the occasion to be a leader. Some people won't. And that's like, that's luck of the draw, too. Mm-hmm. It really is luck of the draw. Like yeah. my parents would never like let me quit anything I started. Baseball, mm-hmm. I'm like, I hate this. Or like, well, there's like seven more games left and we're not yeah. going to let you quit. Right. And that was huge. You for wanted me. to do it, so you do it now. And now I don't quit because mm-hmm. my parents said, you'll never be able to quit. Mm-hmm. Yo, so on top of attacking the home and keeping us divided, which Gina and I have talked about this even with couples, like, why would I sit down and have dinner with my wife and talk to her face like a person when I've been talking to her Instagram all fucking day and she's been texting me all day? What, by the way, couples, stop texting each other all fucking day. Mm-hmm. Stop texting me. What are you doing? You know what I'm doing. I'm at work. I'm a Stop texting me. I'm fucking at work. Huh? 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 Why would I talk to my spouse when I've talked to her all day? There's a guy at our office. His wife calls him every 35 minutes. I'm always like, what do you even talk about when you get home? What's the point? And it's never like important shit. Like, babe, the cat's dying. It's always like, hey, do we have milk? You're like, you're the one that's at home. Look in the refrigerator. But also, why would, Wait, hold why on, hold would on. I talk to you when I have friends on my phone? That uh, yeah, that me. think I'm awesome. Dude, and, 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 and the world keeps attacking principles. Think about it. It keeps de- so. Why do people not have standards? Because the world keeps attacking them, the shit out of what them. What do you mean? Uh, things like um, again, not to get too sensitive here, but like there's definitely different genders. Mm-hmm. But the world attacks it so hard. You're like, I don't know. I guess maybe there's not. Or like um, being married and having kids is a is an honorable thing. People are like, why? No, it's not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying like I'm an old Christian Bible thumping and it's cool if you no, are. That's taking external gratification instead of like, what do you fucking want? Nobody stands for anything anymore. No. And that's nobody. That's, like, that's, that's why Joe Peterson Rogan's getting, that. and that's why Jordan Peterson like, is If exploding. I don't want to call you something, I'm not going to. It, it is my fucking choice. I control Gina. I control Bob. I control whoever you are. You control you. If that person says you have to call me Susan, like I don't fucking want to well, because your name is Jack. I don't know. I and, have a, but a, yeah. there's there's and that's just gender. And again, I uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't, I don't, I don't care about the gender flying thing. Flying fuck what you want to do with your yeah. life. I if it doesn't let's, affect let's me, use an easier one. Hard work. People the world attacks like hard work or like like, uh, think of it, think of any insane. cool principle or, th- and you know why principle people don't like them? Cause they're hard too. They're hard. When we did, when we started doing blocking, there's definitely days where I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this, but I have to keep looking at it because we've set a tone and it's tough work. 
Again, uh, that first segment brought to you by Fitzada. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Again, listening around the world, this second segment is brought to you by Fitzada, oh. world's number one drink. Do you uh, do you happen to like uh, BCAAs, electrolytes, uh, <laughs> vegan friendly? Nope. Do you, okay. Do you care about yourself? <laughs> then drink a fucking Fitzada. It's the undisputed soda. Some guy was working undisputed. out in the basement and I walked in and I had like a, a cherry and I was like, for after your workout, BCA drink. And he came into our office the other day. He's like, bro, I fucking love that drink you gave me. You know. And then uh, I was this talking- This is called up. neutral copy. It sounds like you're just talking about a thing, but really it's, it's an real. ad. It's real. Even when we were- Don doing, Draper. There was that uh, social hour that we filmed that the reel for- downstairs and we brought up uh, a couple f- fit soda cherries and we're like you guys want to really party let's have some fit soda cherries with vodka and everyone had one and everyone's like what is this and yeah it's the th- best i was down there this morning and people that were at the front table were like we bought some coyos like these are my favorite drinks now and like we're doing soda. some in huh? undisputed undisputed number one it's not even a soda though it's just the greatest drink i mean Again, BCAAs, electrolytes, the flavor, no artificial flavors, no artificial colors. Didn't something uh, come out that was not from us, said that we were the fastest growing- We're one of the brand. fastest growing brands in our category. And we didn't even do that. They just found us and reviewed it and did their analytics and they said so. Analytics. <laughs> okay, so second uh, segment- I, in the beginning of the show, said 15 minutes in, we'll probably be talking about the MDMA therapy. Here we are an hour later. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this for two months. Uh, an hour later, MDMA therapy. Again, I said in the beginning of the show, I would invest in this right now. Someone, it should be, an, it, it might be the next business I start. Uh, <laughs> you invest in MDMA. It's just like. In the MDMA therapy dealer. centers, right? Uh, I just think, I think it, I think it's going to change the world. Well, I, ketamine I, popped off as a, a th- uh, antidepressive thing. And there's yeah. even in my hometown of Grand Junction, I, I was driving up the street across from the hospital. There's a ketamine center. And I was like, I've never thought I'd see this in Grand Junction. I don't think ketamine is going to have the same impact as ketamine MDMA. sucks, bro. I hate ketamine. Okay. Uh, MDMA therapy. So I, I was going through some really tough times and, um, I decided to look into this and did it. And it's the first time that I, you know, obviously I think a lot of people have experimented with MDMA. Maddie said that's the only reason he likes music. House music. House music. It is weird. Ecstasy will change. It's weird. Like the first time you hear digital music on ecstasy, it, it does change your your life. Amazing. It's crazy. And Uh, the beat, the bass hits and you're just like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. Uh, MDMA therapy. Yeah. So, uh, and it was intentional and, um, that's the big thing. Intention. Yeah. So you see all these guys talk about like Rogan and those guys talk about, uh, psychedelics. And since Gina and I went through this and we both had an experience on it, I get now why these guys talk about intentional use of, uh, yeah. I always say psychedelics never answer your questions. They just give you better ones to ask yourself. See, in, in the experience I had, it gave me answers for the first time in my life. So I get why these guys are talking about intentional drug use. You ask yourself. I do think questions. guys like Aubrey Marcus are using it to just fucking get wasted all the time. 
I do. I think he, I think he has this like pious sort of platform where, and I shouldn't talk shit. Maybe one day we'll be friends, but like we will, there's part of me though that thinks he's like, it's like every shaman who goes that far. Yeah, it's like, got a religion it's always about sex or drugs or something that they want to keep using it, like indefinitely without any consequence. He has a religion. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, <clears throat> but I get why Rogan talks about it. And so I've done psychedelics. I love psychedelics. I, again, I think, so the first topic of this conversation is, is I think we should legalize all drugs. I think the drug war is obviously never going to end. It, it, it destabilizes uh, Latin American countries. It, I get why our government is so into it. It's a lot. It's a moneymaker for them. power play, but it would make them even more money if they just legalized it and taxed it. And then it doesn't have to be in the shadows people. You know what I mean? Like we look at weed here. Yeah. Denver was like, when I grew up, not as bustling. And you had like, to go buy weed in a mobile home in like Fountain, Colorado. I bought it like, from Mesfin, my, uh, this kid Mesfin at the Community College of Aurora. Mesfin? Mesfin. He was. He seems credible. I don't want to say his last name. I don't want to. But well, how many like, fucking Mesfins are out there? Mesfin. He was like a. Now he's a social media Saudi manager. Arabian or something like that. And I was buying like $50 for a gram. <laughs> like did not know what I was doing. It's like that uh, Tom Segura joke. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to tell kids about how we bought weed. Why like, Dad, you, you just got that at Seven Eleven. Like, yeah, of course I did. And he's like, I had to like drive to like 30 miles away. And hang out with someone you didn't want to hang yeah, out with for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, yo, you guys like a Mario Kart? Let's play a little bit. No. And I want to <laughs> so, go uh, home, Doug. I never really looked at doing a drug intentionally, right? I, and I think maybe in years past I was, I was doing it to try to find answers because you hear that and it's true. If you've never done acid or, or mushrooms or had that experience, number one, if you are going to try it, do it under a controlled environment. Um, don't do it at a festival for the first time. Don't be stupid um, and do it for fun. You know, again, Paul Stamets and those guys talk about you know always doing it intentionally. I think you can just have fun on it too, right? Yeah. Well, that I'll, could be your intention. Yeah, to, to bond with your all my times I've ever done mushrooms or acid. My first times were at Wash Park with my with Bueno. Oh my just, god, that'd be too much. Just chilling, dude. Fucking squeeze them all. Uh. I was, yeah, we were standing that, standing in the lake, walking up and down that river. Like this is wild, huh? Uh, but I'd never I'd never had this experience, and so oh yeah, so legalizing drugs. I think they should legalize it. It, it, it takes people off the streets. It it, it never like cures the, all the problems, but I think we should legalize it. What say you think we should legalize it? Yeah. I think there should be an age limit with everything. Maybe sure. If you're going to put an age limit on alcohol, you know, weed. Yeah. Another one. I have to be 21 to drink, but I can be 16 and have a fucking baby. You could be, there's younger people that have babies. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think they've had success in Portugal and other countries where they've legalized heroin and some other things. The reason I think an age limit too on, and I do like age limits on drugs, alcohol, because of just the development of your brain. That's all. Because prior where in the show, we talked about could, shitty parenting. Well, yeah, but where it could argue, you could argue that it would help the improvement and development of your brain. However, that hasn't been tested. So I think while your brain is developing and you're, and you're figuring out your cognitive, who you yeah. are. Yeah. You're cognitive. You don't want, I think you should be at a certain development. Yeah. Age wise. I'm not a geologist, so I don't know the science behind that, but uh, I would agree with that, that yeah, they'd say that you shouldn't lift weights at a certain age. There's probably some developmental issues. I don't know. I mean, I'm not Joe a, Rogan. If you have a baby, if women have a baby at 16, 17 years old, generally your development stops at that age. Whose development? The mother. Okay. Let's not, let's not spin out of control here. Well, you asked. 
Uh, so I think they should legalize drugs. I, th- I do think it really sucks too that there's still a stigma with hallucinogens and drugs like MDMA. I think it's shifting. You know, you Google MDMA therapy, it's it's exploding. Uh, and it's not just exploding with guys like Tim Ferriss who think it's hipster and cool to talk about doing drugs. Um, I just think that's cute. Like Tim Ferriss, like I'm in MDMA therapy. Like, I feel like he just does it to like fit in. Or he like goes to a therapist's office. <laughs> and you're like, go home and do it. Um, in your socks. Wear socks. No, I don't even mean going to a therapist. I just mean like he does it to seem hip when he's not <laughs> hip. You know what he's I mean? He's the like, kid that like drinks a beer at the party, but like pours it out. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he I doesn't took, call I took it an MDMA. MDMA. He calls it by its full strength. Methyl, methyl, methylene. Yeah. It's a neurotransmitter that uh, like you didn't take it, Tim. Yo, have you ever seen um, Gina and I used to be obsessed with this show. Uh, What's his name's pharmacology? Hamilton's pharmacopoeia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pharmacology. He's like Hamilton. He is. Hamilton's yeah, such a nerd. I, I wish I could have him on the podcast. He'd be a dream candidate. I, I had to watch that cause I had this super fan who was like, I he farms Hold toads. On. You did not just say super fan. Like I have a you, couple super fans, dude. You do not have super. Well, how do you define a super fan? Like one that won't leave me alone on Instagram, plays all my stuff, like really nice, supportive fans, comment on everything. I want a super fan. They called it the ghost cult. And this kid's like, yo, if you ever want DMT, I'll send it to you. I, <laughs> I, he goes out in the middle of Alabama and like picks up frogs and squeezes their- the, Their rectums? No, their, their warts. <laughs> onto a back of a glass and scrapes that off. And that's like huh. the, the hardest DMT in the world. And I'm like, I think I'm chill, bro. Thank you. But um, cool. it's the toads from Alabama, but thank you. Keep liking my posts. I'd like to have you on the show. Um, whatever his name is. I already forgot it. Uh, so, okay. So I was going through some really tough times and uh, I, had, I had done hallucinogens and I thought they were great. And if you've never done them, in fact, I posted something on my Instagram the other day that by the way, you can't OD on acid. It's a thing. They figured it out. Like they gave people thousand milligram doses of acid uh, and it was not only not hurting them in terms of like killing them, it was solving some of their issues. Like one girl who OD'd on it, uh, not OD. You can't OD. You know what I mean? She took too much. Jesus. I don't know the phrase. I'm not a doctor. I'm just kidding. No, no. She took in the world of ODing. She took way too much. Yeah. What what people normally would think is an OD. It's the LD 50 rate. They call that. Um, We throw dosage. And it cured, it cured her bipolar disorder. So you, you can't die on it. You can get really freaked out. And where people die is they get so freaked out and not a controlled environment. They jump off a roof. Mm -hmm. Just like when edibles came out, people were like, you can die from me. Like, no, you can't. No, you just die from the fall. It sounds like an ancient Italy family's like that's on no, their crest. That's a really cool like death metal band name. Die like from the fall. That's dude. probably a real name. Google yeah. it, dude. That is a great. <laughs> ba- if I was, you still look like you're in a metal band today too. Hard. Okay, let's stay focused. So you Google that fall of the, the angel. Die from the fall. <laughs> okay, so I I so there's uh, not. We can get it, bro. So uh, hallucinogens are cool that way, and they do open up your brain to new things. And when you're on them. It's crazy how sharp you are and the ideas you get. Again, if you don't do too much in controlled environment, whatever, whatever, where you feel uh, amazing. But I had never, I'd only ever taken ecstasy or MDMA to party. And, and back when I took it, when it was cool, we had- when it was pil- called ecstasy. Yeah, when it was actually called ecstasy, it was in college and you took pills and you just- you just there's two different kinds. There's ecstasy and MDMA. So, I, so Gina asked me that once and I think, and I, I don't know this, but ecstasy had other components. Yeah, that's in got it. like methamphetamines in it. It's a pressed pill. It had hero, a little bit of heroin, a little powder. Bit. If you take a pill, that's ecstasy. But if you take the powders, MDMA is pure 
crystal. It's the pure formation Molly of- Molly is like pure MDMA. Molly. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the, what is the molecule that's pure? Um, Dude, we'll see. Ask the internet. It's a good question. This is one of those topics people at parties like think they know. They're like, no, MDMA is, and you're like, you don't know what you're talking about. And is it pure? You made it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nothing's pure. It came in some. Did it come from a drug dealer? Then? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody stepped on it. Okay. It says, however, since MDMA is currently legal, therefore unregulated, sold as Molly Execute Range. Let's see. What is MDMA though? Look up the MDMA, um, the molecule of MDMA. All right. Let's do this. MDMA. Huh? M. All right. That's on the plus size. MDMA molecule. Yeah. There um, it is. 3,4-methylene-dioxy- meth, <laughs> Wait, hold on. What are we doing? So what we're trying to figure out is ecstasy is- generally a pressed pill that people use on the street and it has other things in it. MDMA is a pure or like, do you get what I'm getting at? Like who cares what the molecule is? I guess what we're trying to tell people it's is a pure that- compound. Okay. Yeah. It's a pure chemical compound where ecstasy is a mixture of different drugs. Yeah. Designer drugs. I've never, I've never, I've never thought of this question before. Like what, like if you were to really press them, like what is the difference? What is MDMA? They'd have to know what the molecule is, methamethamphetamine. Compound where ecstasy is like. I know you like keep nine. saying that, but what actually is MDMA? What it, what so we were so looking. I know. In ecstasy. Some nerd out there is like, no, like he's like, I've read all, I've read every single thing on Arrowhead. I know what's going on. <laughs> Arrowhead's vault, fucking Arrowhead, dude. I've Googled so much stuff. What is that? You don't see Arrowhead, dude. Arrowhead, dude. Oh my god, dude. My mom banned me from using it in high school. This is the best website. Arrowhead's vault. Arrowhead. It's got trip reports. People like do trips and they talk about it. They it has, teaches you about. How did you both know about this? I found it in high school. Yeah, this I, is I a, would look at this, this and traces of death. Deep cut, dude. See, you can pick anything from here, like. Uh, and it, see Molly MDMA is Molly. If we go in there, it tells the breakdown of it and people write like, okay, so a, here you go. It's a forum. Why for don't we drugs. go here first? Or we should have Airwood's the best three, four methylphenamine. Who comes up with these fucking names? Old Greeks, dude. Okay, Maddie, slow down. You always do this when we're looking at something. You always, this is like when I listen to songs in the car with Maddie, it's like I get 10 of them. Expand this. Like, what do you mean? So yeah, I can see everything. Okay. Uh, Just the page. You have it all minimized. Because it's, that's what it looks like on the screen, on our screen. There you go. There you go. Okay. So ecstasy X, XTC rules, beans, add. I like that they give you all the street names. <laughs> yeah, right. MDA, MDMA is one of the most popular recreational psych. So it's a psychoactive. See, this is what I'm getting at. It's a psychoactive, most commonly sold as ecstasy, usually in tennis. Or you, So Molly's just a crystal. It's known for empathogenic, euphoric, and stimulant effects, and has also been used in psychotherapy. Hmm. See, and there's all this like drug tests. Uh, there's probably even like a breakdown of the. Like you can send your pills to test here. They have like everything. Health. That's crazy. Neurotoxicity, health. They have it like it, you can the learn laws. about what drug, like if you want to do acid, if you're taking a certain medication, like it, it gives wow. you like. It's basically Reddit for drugs. 
Huh. It's because awesome. it's, it's got like a forum that you can go I've into. I've never even heard of it. That's crazy. Okay, so again, the, this MDMA thing that I went through changed my life. This too, FDA approves. Okay, let's move on. Okay, I'll get out of this camera. <laughs> Triple, there we go. Uh, it changed my life. Uh, I don't know how to start this uh, again. So it was, it was something intentional. Uh, again, I'm trying to be careful with my words because I don't, I don't want anyone to assume that I'm saying go out and run out and buy ecstasy and do something stupid. Um, I would suggest if you are going through a hard time mentally that this for me was something that I, and why I want to share it is because it's something for me that I, that I did that I could never find anywhere else in my life. I searched for God. I prayed. I became a Buddhist. I became this. I became that. I, I, you know, I, I bought things excessively. I did all kinds of weird things. Um, when I, the Christian part of me too was like, can I find this, the silence of God almost? Can I be quiet enough to, f- to figure this out my life? Um, and I think one of the crazy things about MDMA that I didn't know before this intentional therapy I went through was, and I, I took this in my notes, was involved. It, so it relieves, it, it involves the release of neurotransmitters such as serotonin, dopamine, and neuroporephrine. Neuroporephrine. There you go. With a subsequent increased secretion of several hormones such as oxytocin. Which is a love hormone. Yes. Prolastin. Prolastin, yeah. Cortisol and vasopressin. I don't know what that is. But these properties do not fully explain the sense of empathy towards self and openness to engage in self-reflection, said Dr. Ueda. People taking MDM. This came from Mount Sinai Hospital. Uh, one of their psychotherapists there wrote this. People taking MDMA report feelings of energy, well-being, empathy, transcendence, and sensory pleasure. And these are optimal conditions for engaging in processing of a difficult or traumatic material. Which is why they're using it for PTSD and having massive results with PTSD. Massive results, like changing people's lives. And so I was going through a tough time. And then Gina, I'd love to get your input. And Maddie, I'd love to get your input on the house scene. Uh, for me, I was going through really tough times and, you know, running this company and I, I was so caught up in my ego and all this other stuff that I couldn't even have basic conversations with people. Like I was so low that I, that everything was a fight. Everything was a tense connect. So another article I read on MDMA, because after I went through this experience, I was so blown away that I wanted to tell everybody, I wanted to be like, dude, if you're having a tough time with your wife, go find a therapist in a hospital who will do MDMA therapy, do it and watch it change your entire like relationship. I was even so crazy about it. I was like, people in companies should do it quarterly under medical supervision. They should have like quarterly meetings where everyone, and again, I know there's a lot of jokes that are going to fly out of this. I get it. But like a, a supervised, like people get together and they, they do this therapy. It would, it would. Yeah. I'm DJing the company. Uh, <laughs> yeah. MDMA meeting. Um, one of the articles I also read is that it attacks the part of the brain that deals with ego, which this kind of touched on. But this other article I found was like, it literally takes ego out of the equation. Uh, they can prove that, right? And I went through this thing and it was, I don't know, Gina, you were there too. It was like the most, it was like the most eye-opening I've never had conversations like that before. First of all, like there was all these things that came out and came to the surface and like, if you're doing it intentionally, it was so magic that you can have conversations without ego or... It's almost like it removed yourself, uh, the way you see yourself and was able to like, you can open up more that way because you're not perceiving yourself as like, oh, I'm Chris, I'm supposed to act like this, but you are more focused on like, I'm open, I'm, I'm feeling these things. Let's, it like forces you to ride the wave. 
Yeah. And again, where I'm saying, again, I don't want anyone to construe this as like, I'm telling kids to go out or people to go out and just take a bunch of pills or do whatever. I'm talking about like supervised controlled, you know what you're doing. There's someone there. Uh, yeah. Set and setting is what they say when they do, uh, like trips. They yeah. say your set and setting should be correct. And yes. You, and you set the setting, you did everything. You're with to people your you point to though. About. It took me so out of my ego that anyone could have, I, you could almost have the hardest conversations of your life and go, and someone can confront you and you can go, Oh my God, you're right. I can see that. I can see why I was like that and why you were like that. I understand. Yeah. It, it's so crazy. What do you think? It would like blew my mind how, and then it, Unlike any other experience I've ever had, I, first of all, I felt like I went through 10 years of therapy in one day. I've never, ever since then, my life's changed for the better in almost a thousand different ways. Uh, it's helped me become a better communicator. I was still, I'm still working on the empathy part. Uh, but you see it now clearer. I do. Uh, it, so, Okay. So this is the other place where it really blew my mind is I think a lot of us in life are looking for answers, but we're always so busy uh, being in our own way that we never come up with any solutions. Every great text in history has always said, be still before me. I will reveal all things, be silent, pray, blah, blah, blah. We're even bad at that because we're just too busy, even mentally. I think something like MDMA therapy, Matt, to your point, and I'm struggling for words here because I'm trying to be careful about how I talk about it because it was that kind of special also, to me. Also, like the Tao Te Ching says, like the great way, when you talk about something so important, it loses its validity. That's why these things are so hard to talk about because the fact that you're putting it out almost devalues what you felt because there's no way to put it no, in No, you're terms. right. There is no way to, to express that feeling. Uh, but it forces you to sit down and listen for the first time in my life, it was like, you're going to sit down and listen for a minute, pal. You know, like people talk about the secret and they're like, the universe will give you the secret. And you're like, okay, this was the first time in my life where I felt like I had a ton of questions and whoever's up there, Allah, God, Yahweh, it's a her, it's a him. It's particle dust. It's the guy with the big fucking thing on with the five gems. I don't care who's up there. It was the first time in my life where I felt like something in the world was like, here you go, dude. You finally sat down and shut up. Your, your ego's out of the room. He's out in the hallway smoking darts, waiting to get back in here and yell at people. While he's outside being an asshole, I'll give you all the secrets you've been waiting for. Yeah, you did work. You didn't do it for anything else. That's work. That's self-work to like go through that and take lessons from it. Like Everyone has experiences, but do we learn from those experiences? And are you open enough to learn from that experience? And like yeah. you did. Yeah, it was mind blowing. I mean, how do you feel about that experience? What I think it does is it's radical acceptance. That's another way to put it. There's an overall feeling of safety where things can be said, heard, felt without consequence. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy feeling to be that present in something, but also be that accepting of hearing, taking in, learning, 
And it, you almost create an, an extra layer of bond with a person. Yeah. So would you, first of all, would you recommend MDMA therapy to people? Again, Gina and I are not suggesting or Matt that you go out and do drugs at a party. We're not I saying that at all. We are saying very professionally, if you're struggling with something and be, because it's legal in certain places now and, and under doctor's supervision, you can do these kind of treatments now. I, I recommend them. Would you recommend somebody who may be struggling? Who Because again, you know people who've gone through the conventional channels of like Lexapro and- I'm one of them. Oh, okay. And that didn't work, right? Like it, it hardly Made it works. Made it worse. Would you recommend somebody look into these alternative therapies for breakthrough? A hundred percent. But I also think you need to be in a, you need to prepare yourself for it. Yeah. Because there's a lot that comes with it. I think emotionally I've experienced with psychedelics and I still knew there were certain times in my life that I shouldn't take them because I wasn't ready to break mm. the door yet. Yeah, like Alan Watson them say, when you have the message, hang up the phone. There's no sense of like chasing that same thing over and over again too. Or like if you, you're not ready for the message, some people aren't ready for yeah, that experience. There, there's certain, I think you, you need to, if you're trying so, for example, if you're trying to, if you're taking it for the purpose of PTSD or trauma, I think that there's, you have to be in a particular mindset to accept what you're about to go through because you're going to relive it, be in it, accept it, learn from it, and and gain tools how on how to manage well, your life with that. So I think you have to be prepared to see what, you have to be prepared to relive that in a way. What was amazing for me though about this MDMA therapy was that it it also allowed me in those moments where you're suggesting where people, there's a trauma and you relive it. Mm-hmm. With MDMA, it was so peaceful though to relive stuff that it made it. That's that radical acceptance. It was crazy. You know what but I mean? You like were ready to live that. I could have talked about any couldn't. trauma in my life in that moment and been like, stepped out of it and been like, okay, yeah, that sucks. Or yeah, I did that. Like there was a moment in my therapy session where I, the world was like, no dude, you're at where you want to be. You are at in life where you want to be because of the decisions you've made, pal. And because you won't get out of your own way. And because of this, this, and this. And I was like, it was the first time in my life. Like I had heard that at seminars and stuff and been like, oh dude, that's not true. And talking shit and under muttering under my breath. And then on that, in that therapy, my brain was so open. It was like, you're right. It was like a ton of bricks, but But you weren't hard on yourself because it pumped up that self-love. Usually when we like look at ourselves, we're like, fucking mad at you asshole. Like we, we get mad, but when you're under that circum, like that's the circumstances and you have that self-reflection, your art, it fluctuates that uh, oxytocin. So you're not hating yourself when you have that reflection. That doctor said empathy of self, which Gina, going back to your point, you're right. I think you're, you're right. I'm always one of those guys that's such a seeker. I don't get why everyone won't hear this. I'd almost be in the room with me. Like, why won't you go do this? It's a, it'll change your life. You're right. Certain people weren't where I was, where I, where I needed answers. What I think is rad about this thing and where it's going to change the world. Again, sticking with your point, is even if you are afraid of those moments and answers, it, under Molly MDMA therapy, 
it makes it so much easier to process. It also helps if you're, does that make any sense? Want to, like if I had taken it recently after, a, if I had taken it too soon after a recent trauma, it, I would have, there would have been panic reliving, not bad, not as in like a, a, a sober quote, sober brain. But I think if you want to hit it head on and go for it right away, it's, I wouldn't do it without a very experienced therapist or guide to, because you, you can go through that, but then they help guide you out of that moment. Okay. Sit in that. Feel sure. That. Sure. So it is Wait, sort of for, like a therapy. Gina makes another good point for another moment to insert a big, big asterisk. This was an experience that I had um, that was controlled and et cetera, et cetera. If, if I'm bringing this up because I think it's the future and I think, I think they're going to find ways to make it better and safer and blah, 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 blah. If you ever had this thought, obviously consult with a doctor, obviously go to a professional, obviously get a second opinion, obviously, obviously, obviously do all the, check all the boxes. And Gina's right. After a big trauma, it doesn't mean you rush to a doctor to get MDMA so you can go, or, you know what I mean? Make sure it's right. Make sure you're in the right place. Maddie said it too. Place and set and setting. Set and setting. Make sure all those things check. I'm just, I wanted to share this experience that Gina and I had under this therapeutic thing uh, that literally changed my life. Uh, so, yes, make sure all those boxes are ticked. Because mm -hmm. you're right. Some people, uh, yeah, you may even be taking medication that doesn't mix with it. I don't know. I, I have some. But when you go to a doctor or a therapist who's trained to do it, then they will walk you through that. Mm -hmm. So you think, you think if people are, Maddie, what do you think? So you, you've experienced a drug in a party setting. Do you think, uh, and I was trying to Google the success rate of, of what they're seeing with MDMA. Oh, FDA approves final stage of MDMA drug trials. Yeah, it's about to go. Like, and what sucks, what I think really sucks, guys, guys and gals, guys and gals. Gina, you look like you're fading. I'm you look tired. like the Unabomber right I'm now. I'm getting tired, but I'm starting to get a so headache. so cool, bro. Okay, we well. Need, we need to order those new headphones for her. Well, let's stay on track so we can get Gina food. Do you need food? No. Um, okay, so it's about to pop. What I think is going to suck for people once this, it's going to go legal like weed and then it'll be legal first in therapy and then it'll start to just. It is legal in therapy, right? Yes. Excuse me. It'll get, it'll follow the same. What I'm trying to say is it'll follow the same evolution as weed. Like it may not ever be federally. You'll need a medical right? card yeah, yeah. and then you'll, you'll have to do it under therapy and then they'll be like, well, no, you can do it at home in these dosages and then it'll just start to snowball. But I think, I think MDMA is sort of where we'll we start with. <clears throat> a diagnosis like weed was glaucoma. Oh, uh, there you go. Like you look like you have. Yeah. It'll start with a diagnosis. It'll be a prescription. Do you have eye cataract surgery today? I have glaucoma. <laughs> uh, that's a great point, Gina. Gucci coma. Well said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll start with like, okay, I remember the joke back in like military, years ago. Like, I got glaucoma. for my glaucoma. I got it. Yeah. It'll be military, you know, uh, just not, it will be first. That, that idea of it'll be, you know, a soldier with PTSD diagnosed under treat current treatment. Yeah. Yeah. That they do probably like a test cycle on. Yeah. Once the data, if the data is like solid, the people will like, yeah, yeah. Which it is to have it. And you're right. It is legal in therapy. Uh, I was curious what the success rate is in like curing PTSD. I think it's fairly high. You probably don't have the full thing, but we'll, 
Look. Um, my apologies. What were we talking about before that? You, uh, you were going to say about my... Uh... Oh, so what do you think? You've done it in a party setting. Uh, do you think, do you think it, this has huge implications for sadness yeah. and, and like, cause I, I respect, like, I don't, I, I like to party, but like, like drink and stuff like that when I go out. But I think psychedelics have a, str- a really strong, um, spirit behind them. Like, I don't want to abuse the thing that's going to give me knowledge. So like, that's a really cool distinction. It is true. Hallucinogens and MDMA hallucinogens do feel like there is a strong I don't want spirit. Uh, MDMA didn't feel so much like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's That's definitely cool. something there that you, you that. have to respect. So like if I do it, I like all, the only times I've done it are like EDC, like big festivals. And uh, I had just gotten out of a bad relationship. This girl like left all my stuff on the front of the porch. And uh, it was like a month or so later. I hadn't seen her. And we were at EDC. Skrillex was getting on playing. And we took it and I'd, I just had seen- You're talking about MDMA? MDMA. We took that and I'd seen the girl that I just- um, split up with and I was starting to get real sad but my friends were there to kind of talk me through it and Skrillex was playing and I was like Skrillex is talking to me right now like it it helped that it did help the acceptance and it almost fast forward my I could have been bitching about this girl for months yeah. but, but it definitely accelerated it and like gave me like you know Matt you're a killer and I remember ASAP Rocky was like yeah Vagini hi and I was yeah. like walking down I was like yeah we're fine we don't need her like we're killing it like it was a party setting but I do still feel the effects of those moments of like, like yeah blanketed yeah you can go back there and you can remember how you felt and like use that as almost like you know you can that's feel another, like that's a me. great point is that you remember and I think people oftentimes think when you take a drug, you forget. Because if you don't respect it. Right. But there's like this, I, for, I, don't, I won't remember any of this. But that's, it's not like when you black out drinking where you have no memory. You had a blast. I don't fucking remember. Crazy booze is but, legal and MDMA is not. Yeah. Crazy. I, I've always been a fan of you can always but take you know, more right. and never take less. Like know your limits. I know where I can stop, where I should stop. And I never go past that. Because I, like like, I don't like to lose control. But sometimes you kind of have to allow something to, which take is you those. Away. So ayahuasca ceremonies, which again, half the CEOs in Silicon Valley, um, which we've we've partied with people at Burning Man who we've had this conversation oh, man, with. I got to tell you my first DMT story. Hold on, the ayahuasca stories are crazy, mm-hmm. which is this huge popular thing now from CEOs to you know, especially with CEOs. I don't know why there's a ton of CEOs on DMT and ayahuasca. Rogan talks about DMT. Those, those ayahuasca ceremonies kind of creep me out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they're like, it's basically DMT, but ayahuasca, ayahuasca has that disgusting purge part. Like my buddy, a couple of our, a couple of friends of Gene and I's do these ayahuasca ceremonies and they've been doing them often. And so part of the, so again, part of this whole thing is not about partying guys. It's about this like, cleansing and this healing that you can do with these amazing properties, which is why I'm so passionate about them. Again, it's the only thing I've ever done in my life for me that made me feel like I had made therapeutic change to my brain. It was like performance enhancing for emotions. Ever. The only thing I've ever done that's ever made me feel like I've made improvement therapeutically ever in 40 years of my life. It's the, it's the most progress I've ever yeah, made. I have life. noticed a significant like it, change. It, dude, it changed my life. 
I'd like to do it again under even more controlled settings with even more intentionality. I, it, it, it changed my life. Those ayahuasca ceremonies, we have a friend, a couple friends who do them in LA, a very professional couple, they, they own businesses and they've been doing it for the same process. Can I get through a bunch of things therapeutically that I feel like are holding me back? Right. And that's what this, the basis of this conversation is about. I want to make that clear. But those ayahuasca ceremonies versus with the MDMA therapy that we went through sound horrifying. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's my woo-woo brain, but I think <laughs> I think if you go searching for that stuff, you're not going to get the answer. But when those things find you, like someone's like, hey, I have this. Would you like to try it under the setting? Like if you're out there searching for MDMA, you're not going to get that experience. But when it finds you and you're offered and it's like the right situation, I think you can gain more from that instead of like, I'm searching for this because I want this. Because yours was even an accident too. Yeah. Right? They find you when it's when you're ready, the right thing will find you. That's my theory on these things. No, but that's, that, that contradicts this whole conversation though, which was what I was saying is like using this to, give, to make breakthroughs. Like, and was, that's what our couple friends in LA do. They use it to try to find breakthroughs. I almost think people should be taking MDMA for that as well. Well, the fact that it's becoming clinically available is almost at finding you. It's like a, there you go. All right. Like, you know, you're not like searching and like calling people to get it dropped off. It's now becoming more available. Therefore you're, Oh, my friend's a doctor. It found you type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's blows my mind that these therapies, uh, I would, I would rather do acid therapy than some of these ayahuasca treatments. They used they... acid therapy for people who are dying of cancer to be uh, okay with death. That's yeah. exactly what it does. That's a, yeah, it helps you be okay with death. Yeah, I, 100%. Uh, my friend introduced me to this shaman who lived across the street from Erwan in Santa Monica. And he did it. Of course he did. That's almost a prereq. Dude. If you want to live across the street from us. You have to be a shaman. You go to his house. He's got a giant table filled with crystals. You pick three crystals. You go into this room. He's built like sound and lights. He puts you in a hammock over sound bowls and then hits the the chakra of the root, shows red, sprays the the smell that goes with it, sends you through an hour meditation, aligns your chakras, and then hits you with DMT through like a ceremony and is there the whole time holding space. It's it's very intense. Yeah. You guys both make a good point though. Like I think at the time when I did mine, I was really searching real hard. I feel like a lot of times in my life I was searching. I just didn't know how to admit that I was searching. I think we're all searching all the time. I was finally willing to admit though, that I needed answers that I wasn't, whatever I was doing wasn't not that it wasn't good enough, but it wasn't getting me the results that I needed. I've told, I was pretty open with you guys. Like, I, I raise even, your standard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even want to see my family on Thanksgiving. Like that's how low I was. And so, yeah, I guess you do really have to be looking or want change to be that intentional about those things. I, although wouldn't you guys agree though? Like there is something to be said about the first time you did acid, you were trying to party and it blows your mind so much. I don't know. Do you, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say right now. Sometimes you're right. The accident is good. You know what? I take, I retract my prior statement where sometimes people do it like acid at a party and it like changes their life. They're like, oh man, I'm reading Alan Watts now for the rest of my life. Does does that make any sense? What I just said? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, 
I, I think of it like- You're being pretty quiet over there. I need some feedback from you. I'm just letting you talk. ASAP. I'm just kidding. ASAP. A lot I'm impossible of, to have a talk with. Like, I, I, I want to talk a lot, and then I'm like, talk back right now. <laughs> Open but your fire gonna, hose. But I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> the, uh, we're all like looking at the same, like, I'm going to get woo-woo. We're all looking at the same thing from a different perspective, almost like a flashlight on a, I think a flashlight on a basketball. We can only see this. If you have your flashlight bigger or you shift perspectives, that's what allows you to do it. If you accept that and you like work with it, then you can have some change. Then you can like understand like, oh, I've been insensitive. Oh, I, I need to love myself more. Yeah. And you, sometimes you're not ready for that message. That's the you, message. You know, hang up the phone thing. Like, you know, I don't need to do it anymore. I got know, the message for me too. It wasn't so much like it was those things, more empathy and stuff like that. Uh, it just, it's so much allows you to get out of your way that you see things clearly. Even if it's not all love and gooey gooey, you just get out of your own way. And it, if you're having a, and someone's guiding you and you're having an intentional conversation, you, you make years of progress years. I mean, I remember telling her, I was like, I think this could save every marriage in the world. I think it could save relationships. I think it, I think it would solve world problems. If, if leaders would get, you know, and you know what sucks? I was getting back to this. It sucks that I know they're becoming unstigmatized, but it's, and it's taken a long time even for weed. And I don't even know if weed's there yet where people are still like, I know it's legal, but you smoke, you smoke a lot of weed reefer. You, you know that. what I mean? Yeah. Maybe in 20 years, Molly therapy and acid to, to people who are having kids now, they'll be like, that's just what you do. Like if, if you watch the pop, most popular show on television right now, besides Yellowstone, which is euphoria, Rue's in that position where, you know, people who've been in that position. Imagine if someone walked her through some MDMA therapy. Mm-hmm. I bet it would change. That's how the show ends. That's the last MDMA episode. Therapy. That'd be great. Based on your experience with MDMA, do you wish you would have had MDMA therapy when you were going through stuff when you were a teenager? Uh, honestly, I would have rather acid. Really? Mm-hmm. I've had better experiences with that. As far as breakthroughs go. Yeah. It's such a commitment though. It's like nine hours. Mm, I'm going to go 12. Yeah. Yeah. I've had better in my, really? for me, in my experience doing both, I've had far better breakthroughs and acceptance and experience doing LSD. I've always hated the term <laughs> acid. I was like that. It's, it's going like, to, does it feel weird to you guys to even out. say it out loud on this podcast where you like, you feel like you're being naughty. Isn't that weird? I'm afraid my parents will listen and question me. But they shouldn't. No, because I'll be confident and be like, no, it made me who I am and I'm killing it. Okay, so do you think think with all the things you've been through in life and you had parts of your life where you were taking um, antidepressants and stuff when you were young and Angie, who was on the show, took a ton of- If you think about it. Somebody was giving me drugs. No, I know. It it's it's a, a fucked up system. Drug. Like people will, people will, people talk about acid and, and you get a little uncomfortable when we should be talking like, oh, about Oh, the lithium it. you gave me was better? No. Okay, and, cool. and for anyone who's a, anyone who's a, anyone who's a skeptic, do your own homework. Like look at what they're, look at the breakthroughs they're having with acid therapy and MDMA therapy and mushroom therapy. Look at what's happening. It will be the norm in the next five years. We won't. I, and, and the only reason that, the only conspiracies again, let's full circle and conspiracies here. Y'all the reason they're not is because of big pharma. Yep. Right. Dude, there's a cure for Betis. I know it, but there's so much money in it. Let me ask you this. The money going through what you went through and you went through some tough stuff. Do you think 
And let's not worry about like developmental issues at this stage. Do you think at 16, 17, 18 with the fucking shit that was going on in your brain instead of shoving lithium and other, I don't know what stuff they give people Lexapro. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up if, and I know, but I know you took a few. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have had bigger breakthroughs in a better life? A hundred percent. Wow. The medication that I was put on was debilitating. And it shifted me. Are to you a- willing to talk about that? Like openly? Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, so can you tell everyone what you were taking? Uh, lithium, Topamax, Lexapro, Xanax. Holy fucking shit. Like every day? Yes. Twice a day. All of those bad boys. I was on over 600 milligrams of medication. So you know, what's crazy. You know, what's so here's another one. This is, I'm going to evangelize a bit. It's crazy that Xanax is like, I can joke about that at a party and people laugh and it's like cute. I took some Xannies. Yeah. When it's a horrible drug, horrific. But if I, if I say, Hey, I intentionally went to a therapist, took some LSD and I've never felt better. That's a weird conversation. What medication does, and this was for treatment of bipolar, and it was when really what it was happening was I had some shit happen to me, and instead of doing like a psychedelic, a, like a psychotherapy, taking me through a treatment of like MDMA or LSD or mushroom, whatever it is. And working through the issue and growing with it. Again, I was a teenager, a young teenager. I was 15. Yeah. So instead of working through that, knowing that this is going to impact me forever, it was you're diagnosed with bipolar. We are going to medicate you. And what it did was stop everything from happening. It, it prevents you from experiencing it prevents, I Which was, is like, what those I was, other ones I was do. almost emotionless for like 10 years. Wow. I, I lacked emotion, but what it would end up doing is then sending me into these spirals of pure mania. I feel like that the medication almost gave me bipolar instead of me really having it because it would send me into spirals of extreme mania where I was just life of the fucking party, funny, everywhere, everyone loved me. Or I would go real fucking south quickly. Yeah. But then they're like, well, take this pill. It'll make it go away. Mm -hmm. So then you take Xanax and you're just like down for the count. A vegetable. But no one ever said, what are you feeling right now? And how do we work through this? Yeah. What's the root? Instead it was like, oh shit, she's panicking. Shove a pill in her throat. Which can I ask a question? So like, and knowing what you know about MDMA, I I would, I, I would have preferred MDMA because it's, MDMA, the the thing I went through made me like calmer. You know what I mean? Where hallucinogens make me a bit more amped. Do you think in those moments, if someone could have sat you down and you go through this acid with a doctor and there was someone there walking you through it, Mm -hmm. that you would have been cured. Fucking. And cured, not in the sense of a disease. No, I get it. Cured in the sense of, because I think hallucinogens are more, for me, they're more internal. I feel for me, MDMA is very like, because that empathetic side of me is still interested in the other person mm. and wanting to be a part of the other person's mm. experience. Hallucinogens make me very, I go it totally inside. Mm-hmm. So I would have prescribed me knowing my personality of extreme empathy. I would have not given me an empathetic drug to look at the next person 
or think about what I was doing to affect other people, mm-hmm. I would have given me a psychedelic to go internal mm-hmm. and work on that shit. But I think if I was provided an opportunity and a space for that at 15, 16, I think it would have prevented a lot of the terrible shit that came afterwards. Mm. When I got off of all that medication too, I was having a mimicked heroin withdrawal. That's what lithium does. So I, you end up going through all of that and you're like, I could have just done acid and avoided all of this. Because and not now spent I'm the money fucking puking and, not, and know, <laughs> yeah. being hospitalized. And Those drugs are horrible. I can't believe they're still a thing. I wonder a lot what I would be like today if Which, I never was given that medication. Wow. Do you, I mean, your story is powerful to say, because you've had LSD and had really intentional moments on these what we're talking about, and, and you've had big breakthroughs. I've seen them. LSD I've might have you, been the biggest breakthrough I've, I've ever I've had s- in my life. It's so crazy to think, dude. It's so crazy to think that it... it and not to blame anyone either. This isn't a blame game of someone gave a child no, wait, so medication to... Con- yeah, yeah. This was... Uh, I feel like parents, because they're like, I, my child is hurting, someone help me, and then you rely on the doctor because the doctor mm. knows better than you. But I do feel Meanwhile, bad that for same parents in that same... I feel bad for parents darts in that in the same garage. point of like, your child is hurting. And you want to do everything in your past. So you will go to great well, lengths. Those same parents gave us Pop-Tarts, dude. They had no fucking clue what they were doing. <laughs> Pop-Tarts and Xanax. That's our new podcast. Oh, mental, rebrand. <laughs> mental health wasn't even, but I mean, that was right, 90s. Yeah. It, mental health wasn't. Yeah. Which we goes were like, shh, she's got something. Don't talk about it. Where now everyone's like, I think that's crazy that you think that. And this is like, I'm open about it. And you're like, now it's an influencer. No, and haven't you experienced- It's our last pod. Haven't you experienced that once you do LSD or mushrooms, psychedelics, Mm -hmm. that once you come out of it, you even feel less anxiety months after the process. Yes. Correct. I do not- Is that amazing? MDMA, however, I do tend to get- Those blues. Anxiety, big time. Yeah. I do T- get about of feeling depressed and anxiety. It happens to me on, I take too much Advil and it like screws up my system. You know me, I'm a sensitive bear. Yeah, I took so they all, they all kind of drain me. Like, um, you know, a few days later you're drained. I mean, I can't smoke weed. I, if I smoked weed tonight, which I would feel hungover for the next two days. That's just how my body works. Um, so that's crazy. That's crazy. So would you? So you would ad, You would be an advocate if someone came to you and said, "Hey, we're we're starting this fund." Would you? Would you? Because you've been through stuff that one million percent that could have basically killed you. Would you be an advocate? It almost did kill me. I don't believe that anything that I did when I was on that medication was controlled by me. So do you think the Xan? Because I've read articles, and again, I'm not an expert, but there's a ton of articles that enough Xanax opiates, et cetera, literally can change your brain chemistry for the negative. Mm-hmm. And that acid again, and again, we're Gina and Matt and I are not advocating do acid every night. Now we're not <laughs> that acid mushrooms, Paul Stamets. If you guys haven't heard of Paul Stamets, yep. Google's Paul Stamets. The guy is a, the guy's a genius. Uh, that, that the chemical compounds of even MDMA, they're now showing, uh, can change the biology and chemistry of the brain for good for forever. Well, think about when you're on medication. You're on medication to dull a certain part of your brain that's firing and it's firing incorrectly. So there are diff- there's there's misfires that happen 
in the brain, right? And that's why some people have depression or they've got schizophrenia. There's some of the connections are just, they're not, you're, it's like trying to tune into AM radio. Yeah. So you're, some of them are a little off and that's perfectly normal. But an, an example would be Britney Spears. She was provided and everyone's like, she's fucking psycho. She was given lithium. Wow. And lithium fucks with your brain. And when you look at someone that has something over firing, depression, schizophrenia, et cetera, it's intended to dull that so the other side parts of the brain can start to fire more. But if you look at what, if you watch a brain on LSD, the whole fucking brain is firing. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was trying wow. to And that there up. are so many Google parts that, that are alive and will. working and connecting and communicating where a brain on antidepressants, antipsychotics is dulling parts of your brain. So if you want somebody to move past an issue, move past an ailment, why would you dull that? That's another conspiracy theory, eh? Because fire the fuck up once you quit. That's why the withdrawal is so severe. It's another conspiracy theory, right? Divide us at home. Let's circle back like a pastor would do. Divide us at home with technology and gobbledygook and look at the bright lights and uh, Instagram, yeah? And then if people don't feel good, let's not lead them and give them real world solutions like no, LSD mushrooms, principles. So shut up. Give them fucking drugs make that make them. Make them shut up because they're useless. Have you ever had it? Be I know you cog. have. Dude. Have had what? A Xanax. I can't think straight for two days after a Xanax. Yeah. I can't even. Xanax are tough. If I took one today, I'd be asleep for the next 48 hours. Like asleep. But so now think they about the being shit out on of all of those drugs for 10, over a decade. Ugh. And then I can't, I, one day I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And I quit, which was strongly advised against but I went through like a heroin withdrawal. It was, I had those brain surges where you like go like, where you feel, you can hear it too in your brain, which is insane. You can hear it go like, it's like shit. To me, it was my fucking neurons finally firing yeah. again. After wow. over a decade, my brain is going wonk, 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 wonk. Like it's starting like to like fires. shoot. I, I took a little mushroom thing in my aunt's basement and I had like a snake in a cage. And I, <laughs> and I was like, you shouldn't belong in this. I shouldn't be in this box downstairs. Like, and then I like saved up all summer and bought this snake at the biggest cage and donated to like the children's uh, nature museum out here. <laughs> you shouldn't in be in this cage. Dude, I shouldn't be in this basement. I, I was like, yeah, bro, bro, I get you. Like, wait, that's interesting that the brain fully fu- like, you see this, I, I've, I read this a while ago. Um, the, they've had these scans happen where, a brain on LSD shows like babies playing, like your brain, a baby learning, their brain had the same scan as someone who was like on LSD. Cause our brains are usually very, uh, they're hitting the same synapses over and over and a baby's brain's making new synapses all the time. Whoa. So and that's why they think that's why they think the evolution of man, the this stone is a theory, theory happened cause monkeys ate psilocybin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they, there's no because I've you, all of us have had experience on acid or LSD or uh, mushrooms where you you like I hate to say it's as corny as like learning something, but there's shit you pick up on it. Stuff they, clicks. They think Solar City was invented at Burning Man by Elon Musk because he was on mushrooms and have came you up, ever? So this has happened. Came to up with it. It's you think crazy. outside the box wow. for a little bit. Baby brain. But it's true. Calls with Jeff. And then look at a brain that's Calls being dulled by prescription, Ugh. antipsychotics, anti-anxiety, 
depression, it's dull. It's fucking dull. Yeah. And that's the point is like, well, don't feel then because feelings what's causing this. So don't feel. You also get conspiracy theory why they don't want these drugs in yeah, the hands of people because, because it, it, again, I hate to sound like a hippie from the sixties, but it's true. It wakes you up. There's, there's times when you do it. I'm speaking specifically now about hallucinogens that they, they wake you up. You feel different forever. You, but you like a baby, you see colors like you've never seen colors and they're amazing to you. Or hear sounds. That's you why it's sounds, so good in music scenes. Mm. You see nature in a new way. And it's not like people assume you drop acid and you're seeing like fucking iguanas in the corner. And you're like, <laughs> let's dispel that myth. Yeah, that no. doesn't happen. You does don't see happen. monsters. You don't, does it, things don't just fucking take appear an, just, in the carpet and grow and, real hard. I've taken enough where you get scared. You can get like, there's intense parts, but yeah. I've like setting and setting and, and setting and samples, samples and settings, set and setting, set and setting matters. Don't, don't ever do. Yeah. Let's but not go it, down it, that it, it enhances everything. It's crazy. It enhances in a beautiful way. And Maddie, you were talking about giving acid to cancer patients to it. I experienced that same thing. The very first time I ever took LSD was totally to party and it took a turn. Like in high school or something? No, it was, Oh. On New Year, well, I was over 30 okay. <laughs> and it was not to party, but it was like, well, I'd never done it because it's called acid and we changed the name. Just LSD works better. I feel like, but it's called butterflies, but I took it. it just fuck it. I've never done it. Let's do it. And it quickly turned into it was like a, a full college course. <laughs> like I have a PhD in my life. I call it the love batting cages because a lot of things get thrown at you and mm -hmm. you, it's almost like you're in a, a batting cage of experiences and you're like, this is all coming at you. Yeah. I even like to take microdoses and I just call it a medium goof. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not, I don't like to trip. I don't like tripping, but I like rolling a medium goof. I like being just a little goofier than everyone. Why? Yeah. Just a little it, medium goof, bro. You don't have to go hard. That's funny. You can just goof like, a little. So the people that we know that do <laughs> go on these journeys huh? of huh? like huh? ayahuasca, take fucking LSD and sit there by yourself. Yeah. You will get there yeah. without puking and I don't, shitting I don't, yourself. Yeah, I don't get but the it, ayahuasca things because you're right. It's a lot of first time users too who, who they've heard it from Aubrey and Rogan and they're like, oh, I'm going to go do that. And you're like, Dude, unless you Mother you've Ayahuasca, get the fuck out of here. It's no. a drug like everything else. Whoa. No, what I'm saying That's is- what he calls I it. know, I know. It's so Does Rogan call it Mother Ayahuasca? No, just Aubrey yeah, Marcus. Just fucking, he's such a douche. Yo, what I'm saying is, for those of you who maybe hear this one day, 10 years from now, and maybe Ayahuasca centers will be all over. They're big in LA. Just be careful. I don't think the yes. setting of most ayahuasca centers are. Do your research. Do, do you your research. No, but all like people too. Like yeah, that's what I'm getting at. The set and setting is set and settings. Set and setting matters. I think those ayahuasca ceremonies are. It's a gimmick. Yeah. I think. I think it's gimmicky. I think. I think it's really scary. Like there are people going there for their first time and watching people purge. There's, and I don't know why they call it a purge. You're just throwing up because you ate poison. You ate, yeah. you ate a poison and yeah, your they, belly hurts when you take mushrooms. But too. no, there's these rooms of people who've never hallucinated and they're taking the strongest hallucinogen known to man for the most part. Yeah. Throwing up. There's like all these weird people around that leads to that's a bad psychosis. That's, mm -hmm. 
I had some friends do it, and they're like, we couldn't get in because there's this lady crying the entire time, just wailing, crying. Yeah, that's not they, a good place to be. They had to go outside. They're like, this is whack. That's so whack. So I don't think those things are like, I think, I think those are a gimmick. Yeah. And you got to be careful. Matt's right. Do your research. Research the place heavy. Like, yeah. Oh, doing the LSD though. I was in my bed, safe, happy, cozy, knew where I was. But I had an experience where I, and this sounds so, what'd you, woo woo? Woo woo. It sounds, it sounds insane. I get it. I would laugh at me if I was hearing this. But in that experience, I, to me, knew where I was going when I died. And I wasn't ready to go there yet. And I was led away from it. But it was so, it was so comforting. It was the most beautiful experience. And I was so happy I had it. And it was like, it was awesome. I mean, along with all the pretty colors and shit that you get to laugh at and the, the giggling and all that. Like, but it there's found fun. you, didn't it? It did. But- whatever that was said, not now, like this isn't for you yet. You got to go. So, but I saw it, felt it was a part of it. And then when I had that experience in the accident, I felt that and I was there right before I crashed. And that feeling was exact. Mm -hmm. And it was so comforting and it makes so much sense. I would a hundred percent give it to somebody who was terminal because it, it gives you this, like it also teaches you that you, there is so much more shit more, out there that yeah. you have no idea. There's other dimensions. I mean, that's what it was to me. It wasn't heaven. It wasn't God. It I was, a, like it was, a, it was dimensional, but you get to see how beautiful it is. And that's what I think takes the fear away is that you're like, okay, I would say the first, it was the first time I ever felt love where you get to see it though. You, have you ever like you seen let it? it in? The guard was down. Have you ever seen love vibrate? No, I mean like seen it. Wow. It's all five senses. It's crazy. Are we getting slap happy? I'm getting hungry. We're two hours yeah. in. Let's go. We're going to wrap you. this Bye. up. This was an incredible podcast. Again, brought to you by Fitzoda. Oh, Gina, thank you for sharing. Maddie thank Ghost. You, Ghosty Ghost. When's your next show? March uh, 5th. I know. March 5th. I was playing Boulder, but this is going to be out before. I got some big ones coming, bro. Uh, Maddie's going to be starting a new podcast too under the Fitzsota Media House. Uh, ghost with, stories. Ghost stories with Maddie Ghost. There's a lot of ghosts in that. A lot of ghosts. Anyways, guys, I hope you are happy. I hope you find love. I hope you get to see the colors. Uh, I hope you get everything. I hope you get tougher. I hope you learn to accept toughness. I hope life throws things at you that make you tough. I really do. We love you. 